Hello, one and all, and welcome to a very special episode of the Super Show podcast. Mm, very special indeed, Chris, as tonight we're actually going to forego our regularly scheduled programming to cook up something a little bit different. You could consider it maybe a Super Show flavoured twist on everyone's favourite time honoured tradition, the, the venerable awards show that is right so buckle up for a time condensed extravaganza as we look back on the last 12 months in the wild world of video games i'm talking AAA releases indie darlings sexual harassment cases nft drops and guys an actual fucking war you name it it happened and we're going to retrace all of those steps tonight well maybe not the sexual harassment cases because Jamie's involved, I mean, it gets weird. Or the, never the say war. never. We'll leave the war out as well. Okay, let's do that. I don't, I don't think we take anything off the table just yet. We'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, we've got all of that to look forward to. Plus, a tip of a hat to our friend, Jeff Keeley. He's, you know, very close mutual friend of mine. I don't know about you guys, but, you know, me and him, tight. Type. I've seen this bumhole. But look, we will reluctantly acknowledge the award show of you know, technically giving awards and recognize some of the greatest achievements seen across the industry. So without further ado, welcome to not Jeff Keeley's awards, the Super Show Game Awards mm-hmm. 2022. Gentlemen, I don't know if you remember considering it was so long ago, but 2022 started as some of history's greatest years have, I'll point out. With January. Mm. It was the first month of the year. Lies. Nope. Go and look it up. You're a fucking liar. Nope. It's in the books. It's in the books, like Uncle Buck says. And at the time, (laughs) acquisitions were the talk of the town as Sony announced their intent to acquire Bungie for $3.6 billion, while Phil Spencer also revealed his undying love for the sex number as Microsoft's $69 billion acquisition of Activision Blizzard also began. I heard that's the only reason they picked that number. Definitely. And I'll be honest, that's, I haven't checked the news lately, but I'm sure that that acquisition is going swimmingly. I'm, I'm sure. What, what could possibly yeah. go wrong? Hey, 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 fellas. Who, 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 who fucking called this acquisition? Who had his name plastered all over it saying, this guy knows. I mean, it, it was it, Jamie, it was I remember clearly. Actually, no, Jamie's right, it was yourself. me. It was me. It was me. No, it was me. It was me. No, see, none of our fans are passionate enough to actually go back and fact check this. So, um... Uh, there's at least two are so you're in trouble but look january was also notable for being something of a video game graveyard shit got so boring that a handful of brave folk decided it was time that they step up and be the change that they actually wanted to see in the world lads oh wow well jonesy you did try to influence common nomenclature by giving yourself a year to make the word gelding a thing i i like to feel that there was yeah, well, there was a portion, a, a moment in time crystallized like a mosquito caught in amber mm. that led to the creation of dinosaurs. And now we all live in fear, obviously. Um, but I, th- I thought you did okay. Thanks. But, you know, while that was happening, our old friend Troy Baker teamed up with the Voiceverse to create a range of mm, uh, voice actor NFTs. You know, yeah. sure, the backlash was fierce, but Baker reminded folks that, hey, buddy, you can hate or you can create. But now, unfortunately, I don't have the little fucking stupid hat that he wears sometimes and a guitar in my hand and, you know, like a, a 50 bangles on my, my wrist. But there you go. Innovator. Storyteller. Mm. I put a space between every character for no reason. Gelding. Visionary. Dreamweaver. Dreamweaver, exactly. 
Also, Chris, it's worth noting that whilst Troy did coin that motto, yes, you can hate or you can create, he would, of course, later add mm. a third option, which is you can distance yourself from that company after just a few days and pretend the whole thing never happened, which at this point is pretty much the cycle <laughs> of NFTs. But look, okay, failing to make your mark on the culture is a fate that could befall any of us, okay? Even us, even the Super Show boys, and even prestigious video game mm. studios. So let's wade back into that video oh. game graveyard and acknowledge our first award category, the best video game of 2022 oh. that you completely fucking forgot came out in 2022. That's what we're doing. So basically all the games except for Elden Ring and God of War. How dare you, sir? I, I will mean, list the nominees for you both. Would you like to hear them? Let's do it. And I would like yeah. to see you suitably surprised when I remind you that these games actually came out in 2022. I'm talking... Do, do you reckon I can pull this... Well, hold on, Josie, do you reckon I can pull this face? Oh, yeah, I think you could. Or, 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 oh. You look like you're posing for YouTube just like, reaction thumbnails. You do, okay, as, as, Man, I, those kill. as I announce these, I want to see your best YouTube reaction faces as you remember these games. They are, in no particular order, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, Weird West, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Lost Ark, and of course, Dying Light 2. I tell you what, Jonesy, that arc isn't the only thing that's lost because that entire joke will be lost if we end up producing an audio version of whatever the fuck this video is. <laughs> I do feel sorry for the we people were, that we were pulling faces. It. We were pulling faces with every cat. We were doing our YouTube reaction yeah. faces. Yeah, Rainbow Six Extraction, man. Fucking hell. I, that was the game that you guys started playing. I downloaded it, Ubisoft. Fucking thanks. Fucking what's it called? Ubisoft Connect. Uh, yeah. And it sat on my desktop for about, I don't know, a month. You guys stopped playing it. And then I was like, well, I'm, I'm not interested now. <laughs> to be fair, everyone stopped playing it. <laughs> and I never played, I never even played the fucking game. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. It was one of those things where I also had that thing of like, oh yeah, this was the game that we were going to play with Chris and everyone was going to get together and it's going to be a nice big multiplayer extravaganza and it's a shame it didn't happen. But God, at least we paid back, uh, back for Blood this year together, right? And I had to look it up and it's like, no, Back for Blood came out last year. Rainbow Six Extraction was Did like, yeah, Back for Blood wow. was last year, bro. Rainbow Six Extraction bro, like, was a hold out What is game. time? I don't yeah, know. what is time? It's know. fucking ridiculous. Like, I, I, yeah, Lost Ark as well. That, that feels like... Surely that was an end of thing last year. Because I remember all the fucking Twitch streamers were doing it. There were fucking drops. Everyone was hyped about it. And then streamers stopped playing it because their contracts ended. And then where's that fucking game now? It, it's just a, I guess, I guess if anything, a kind of nice reminder that FOMO is only ever fleeting at best. Very, that yeah. you think you're missing out <laughs> on the next big thing. And by December, no one fucking remembers it anyway. The one I remember best, though, has got to be yeah. Dying Light 2. I actually did play, you know, a fair few hours of that game and remember it reasonably fondly. Wasn't, you know, not, not so bad. Yeah, I guess that isn't the strongest competitor here in this category. It's just one of those things that there's something about those January and February months that you reflect on and you're like, God, <sighs> this really was a weird time. And also just... Yeah. Incredibly long ago. I tell you, the only reason I remember Tiny, so, uh, weird. Tiny Tina's Wonderlands came out this year was because I played two hours on the new PlayStation trial mode. That's the <laughs> oh, right. Reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, it, Jamie, you're right. It was weird. A weird West kind of. Yeah. Wickedy, wickedy wild. So uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a bad segue. All right. Granted, fair. 
But which fucking one was Weird West? Like we, we kind of touched on it in the last podcast, but like there've been so many Dead West, Hard West, West of Dead Hard, yep. Suck Me Off West. Like uh, which West, one is this one? Forbidden I don't even remember. This was the one that was isometric and was made by people who used to work at Arcane on like Breaking ah, Prey. So this was the cool like one. This was the yeah. cool one that you looked at on Xbox Game Pass and said, oh, do you know what? I, I, it's on Game Pass. I've got to try it. And you never, never did, did for the next 11 months. Then again, that's about 50 <laughs> games this year. So what am I saying? No, but I, like, I, I quite specifically remember around this time that I don't remember the time of year that it came up, but I remember the, the period of time, you know, in quotation marks, when this game came out. And I went onto Game Pass and I searched for it. And I think I just searched for like, one of the other fucking Wests. And I was like, oh, well, maybe it's just not out yet or maybe Rose it's not West. on Games Pass. And I just fucking, yeah. <laughs> and I just fucking left it at that. Like, I, yeah. I really wanted to play this game because it looked fucking sick. But now, but now, now you've been I'm reminded. It, You're welcome. Yeah, but it's an old game now, Jones. Yeah, I, don't, I don't fucking do that. It's 11 like, months old. No time for it. <laughs> Look, yeah, I think we're going to have to drill down, shit. guys. We're going to have to try and pick a winner for this category. I'll be honest, lads. I think my favorite for this might be Rainbow Six Extraction. Just a weird game, an actual technically fully-fledged entry in the Rainbow Six series that I genuinely might think I might wholesale forget about in the coming years. I, I know what you mean, but I kind of don't want it to... I don't think it was good enough to be the best game that we forgot. I, I, do you know I have a bit of love for, ti- <laughs> you know for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. I, I think that that... I forgot the word best was in the name of this category. I take it all back. Like, I, I take, I, no, I, but, but, does, but does best relate to the video game or does best relate to the best example of a game that you completely fucking forgot came out in 2022? If it's the latter, then that's what I was sort of rooting for extraction oh, for. Oh, okay. It's definitely not the best game on this list. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, was, I, th- wow. I was thinking the best game on this yeah. list that maybe should have been remembered, which I, I think I would plumb, if that's the case, for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, is it, you know, I think it got a bit of a rough ride, a bit of a raw deal. I could get behind that as well. I don't know if it did. I don't know. But then, like, fellas, Strangers of Paradise... I know none of us gave a shit about it, and same for like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the world. But it's there, and it's a thing. And apparently, the you know the top zero point one percent that played it said it's all right. Yeah, that's one of those ones where I wish we were a bit more qualified to give an appraisal of it. How do we? How I, do we- I, I think. I think. I, I think for our, our like us ourselves as the super show, I think we have more stake in giving it to Tom Clancy Rainbow Six Extraction, just because there's we, we've got a super show story behind it. Um, also, I find it fucking hysterical that Ubisoft created a limited time event for Rainbow Six Siege that was popular enough to make the head honchos at Ubisoft think, maybe we should make this into a fully-fledged title. They did it after multiple delays. It came out and no one gave yeah. a shit. Like, and you know what? You make a, you that, make a good surely point. that's award worthy. Right. I think that I think I think <laughs> you've both won me over. I think uh, Rainbow Six Six Extraction <laughs> should probably win it. Yeah. We Yay! Like, well winner, done. Winner, winner, winner. Well done, Rainbow Six. Whoever's editing this, make confetti appear. I say that knowing it's Chris. Nah. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah. We're the confetti. Uh, I, I, should, should we get like actual like prizes made? Maybe like a a. a CG. Lightly I'll put my Dildo hand like this and you with, can with put like a, a... <laughs> <laughs> I'll put something on it, buddy. 
I just, can I, can I, but yeah, and and then you know just just send it to send it to Eve. Yeah, and exactly. and then you can you can you can uh, yeah, <laughs> fucking they were all the same. Uh, lost the football, so who cares? Um, <laughs> can I make a request of anyone in the audience watching this? Um, mm. If you disagree with our our winner for the category, drop in the comments oh. down below and tell us what uh, you think should win for each category as we go through. Oh, Mr. Social. Oh, engagement. I'd like to see. Alex, Alex social call to action. Call to action. Engage with us. Yeah. Let's see if this video could get 10,000 likes, because it'll never let's, happen, let's do it. but you can do it. Likes. If this video can get 100 right. likes. No, you're doing it all wrong. You don't get a certain amount of likes. You smash a certain oh, amount of likes. yeah, of course. Can we please get it right? Smash the like button. Wow. Give okay. us a thousand likes. All right, I regret, wow. I regret it. I regret it entirely. Chris, move uh, us on, please. There we go. Yes, and of course, that brings us to February because February, you know, follows January according to Jamie's twisted logic. Who fucking knows how it goes? But yeah, February. February? That's not a word, fellas. It's a fabulous February. February. It was the... A fabulous February was the month that saw most gamers transfixed by the arrival of Valve's handheld behemoth the Steam Deck. And Behemoth is kind of apt because things pretty fucking... It's like I'm holding my own dick. It's pretty chonky in, in the And in your accent, is Steam, Steam Deck. Steam Deck. It's almost dick as well. You, it's a Steam Deck. Steam Deck. I mean, I, oh. I kind of feel like you're, you're, you're turning me into a New Zealander there. Almost. almost. But What's the difference? New Zealanders are cool. They're not as cool as South Africans. Let's just move on, okay? Because it turned out, you know, consumers didn't need to wait until Christmas for an obese obese bearded man to ominously linger around their property and deliver gifts as the company's head honcho, Gaben, took to the streets to hand deliver their gizmo himself. Oh. Basically, he went there and, and he misunderstood the assignment, fellas, because do you, ever watch, do you ever see that old meme, that, you know, music video for um, Dick in a Box? Yes, yes, yes. yes. But, yeah, but uh, Gabe... Gabe misunderstood oh, the assignment. I see. Uh, see, yeah. now I just want to see a compilation of all the ring doorbells around the world of, of Gabe awkwardly standing on people's front porches with said dick in said box. Um, what, if anyone out there has that first What thing. makes this even weirder was didn't know. Gabe in his boat move to New Zealand for a period of time. So someone in New Zealand probably mm. said, Gabe, get your dick in the box. <laughs> they were like, he was like, hmm, a good idea. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah. Gabe's dick in the box. Gabe's I mean, the what, what more could you ask for? Well, you could ask for other things. Like, yeah, I'll be honest, Chris, while most gamers were locked in Gaben's gaze, um, some other people, mm -hmm. us, ourselves included, had bigger fish to fry because back here at Super Show HQ, we actually sadly waved yeah. Jonesy goodbye as he ventured on a mysteriously timed vacation to Ukraine. Everyone remember that oh, little geez. incident, that podcast incident? Little did we know. Yeah. He wouldn't return for another five weeks. I looked up the channel today and counted them. I, I thought it was six. Wow. Was it five? Just, just, okay, it was five. I think you missed five episodes, uh, six weeks. It was in that ballpark. Yeah, Jonesy, I mean, that, that's how long it, it took you to sow the uh, the seeds of uh, destruction. It was. Well, it was long enough that uh, some members of the community began to worry for my health, speculating that the first casualty of the Super Show podcast could be approaching. And it was it was borderline, to be fair. <laughs> well, you know, fortunately for us, Jonesy, I mean, some may say, uh, you turned out to be just fine, you know? But at the same time, couldn't necessarily be said for the industry figures who died this year. So let's take a walk down memory lane. 
Hold on. You know, box of tissues in our hands. Not for the tears. Is is this a fucking in memoriam section? Yeah, bro. Like, I I mean, it it was either this or, you know, top death of the year. I don't know how I feel that my ill health of February has prompted an im... I didn't die. Come on, man. But I will. Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's go with it. Actually, no, 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 stop it. Stop it. Jonesy's right. I, I don't want any in memoriams. I don't want any top deaths, okay? Even though, I, I mean, that actually sounds pretty cool. I personally... I think that sounds pretty sick, though. Patreon exclusive. Make a note, actually. Yeah. When I die, make sure, like, I'm involved in the top six deaths at some point. But for now, this is an actual award show, okay? It's meant to be positive. It's meant to be upbeat. We're meant to be hydroboting this shit to the next fucking level. Not talking about death. So why don't we just switch things up and talk about life for once? Jonesy? No, I absolutely agree, Jamie. And look, given there is nothing more Super Show than a horribly forced segue, let me attempt to turn that plea into the only remote upbeat thing I can think of that's still somewhat death adjacent. Kind of. Ladies and gents, Mm. it is time to acknowledge the best video game that somehow didn't die of 2022. Do you see see what I did there? Nick, get in there. Get in there. Mm. Didn't didn't die. And the nominations. Didn't didn't go. Didn't die. Should have died. Maybe should have died. You know, could have died. Didn't die. The, oh. ev- the the sorry the nominations the first one is Marvel's Avengers, Skull and Bones, oh. Prince of Persia: The Sands of Time remake, Star Citizen, and Battlefield 2042. Mm. Do, do you know what I like about wow, this category okay. immediately? Is uh, mm-hmm. while some of them would be deaths, others would technically be abortions, and that just makes things even spicier. Wow. 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 To be fair, there would be three yeah. in there, which is pretty. pretty uh, see, I knew this would be contentious because you're counting Star Citizen as an abortion, aren't of you? Of course. Whereas Star Citizen, Star Citizen was born six years ago. It's just it's inbred nah. and it's brained. It was Star Citizen was born. No, no. L- listen, 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 listen. To, to, to come to Jonesy's defense, <laughs> Star Citizen is a um, it's a fully fledged uh, product. It's not a title. It's not a game. It's a product. And they have fully rolled out exactly what that is. And that is a vehicle to sap you of your your uh, consumer money, your your interest, your early adopterness. I know. And uh, take advantage I know of, what it is. of people like you, Jonesy. I know Jonesy. what Star Citizen is. Yeah. You know the scene in Alien Resurrection where Ripley walks through the lab and they have all of the like abominations. <laughs> Kill me. Yeah. Out of Ripley over the, all the different vert and the sums are in tubes. Yeah. And there's the one on the table going, Kill me. That is, that is Star Citizen's <laughs> different iterations that just. F- f- and so, and this year, we, we could have been the year with the flamethrower where they just torched the whole lot, but they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> no, but they'll never do it because the p- people like you just keep on giving them money. So, yeah. yeah. And maybe that's why, at the end of the day, it's not that surprising that Star Citizen didn't die because there is still money on the table. Like, not to kind of jump yeah. the gun though. One game, it is a miracle that it is not only still going, but still being actively supported with a roadmap going into next year. Let's talk about Marvel's Avengers because we don't do Easy that winner. enough on this podcast. Easy winner. Like, what oh. a bizarre thing that is. Like the Winter Soldier, I think is happening. I think they might be doing yeah. um, the female Black Panther next year or something like that. I read. Like that's just it's, it, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because yeah, I rem- like we covered this ad nauseum. Okay, and it's been a while, so forgive us if we're treading back into the Marvel Avengers waters. But like 
we speculated at the time that they would finish releasing the Superman DLC Spider-Man. that they had uh, contracted to do by Spider-Man. Sony. Spider-Man. What, what did I say? Superman. Oh, well, fuck me. I'm, I'm tired, <laughs> fellas. Yeah, Spider-Man. Sorry. Um, yeah, we, we speculated that they'll finish that and they'll just kind of like put a pin in it. Um, but no, somehow Marvel's Avengers still going. I, how many people are fucking playing this game still? I, th- I, mean, I think we knew we knew it was like Black Panther was like a contractual thing. Spider-Man was like a contractual thing. And then I think we all predicted death after like two months of, of you know, the last update coming out. How the hell it's still going is is actually impressive, and I think the best the best video game that somehow didn't die. You cannot take that away from Marvel's Avengers. Skull and Bone shouldn't yeah. even be on this list because, quite frankly, it's been given another lease of life, and it's come and it's actually going to be. You know, I, yeah, I just think that I, I just boys, think, boys, get, get, sorry, Chris, sorry, go can I just it, cut yeah. in here. So, I mean, if this isn't an omen, fellas, uh, Marvel Avengers. 24-hour peak current uh, players, 666. What? The sign. No, the it isn't. Of is the it beast. really? I promise you. Yeah, it is. That's yeah. on, on Steam charts. That is amazing. 666. Mm, maybe that's how it keeps so, going. Maybe it's you know. being fueled by the devil. I don't know. Maybe Satan's got a hand in all this. <laughs> I'm not saying it's, <laughs> the, de- it's the devil, but it's the devil. But to Joji's Bottoms point up. earlier, the devil is mm. always laughing. Mm. Um, Skull and Bones... I think the thing that freaked me out about Skull and Bones is I w- I've been listening to some podcasts uh, of of ours lately while, you know, kind of like <laughs> tracking back through uh, the year we've had. And yeah, there's feel- a point... Feeling nostalgic, yeah. Uh, well, nostalgia and research in equal measure. Um, let's, let's, let's call it that. <laughs> uh, but there's a point, Chris, where I think you are flabbergasted when we come to realise that Ubisoft's fall, let's say, Ubisoft's Christmas... It was, um, and this was after event, not Avengers, excuse me, Avatar got delayed. Was Mario yeah. plus Rabbit and Skull and Bones? The fact that Skull and Bones yeah. was the only cross-platform title that Ubisoft had ready for this holiday, and they still delayed it a final time after a beta that was so open that I fucking played it for a weekend, and I'm a nobody. <laughs> like that, that, that's I just love. You're right. It's no Marvel's Avengers, and we can't, we can't be that surprised that something like Skull and Bones. You know, it hasn't died when it hasn't come out yet, but it, it is still fascinating yeah. to me. Also, same I guess goes for Prince of Persia, which I love the idea of giving it again, to that Ubisoft. Indian studio. Yeah, exactly. And they had to yank that away from whatever the Indian studio was that was making it. I can't remember what, which city it was in. Um, and like they're, I, I, was they Mumbai, yeah. I think it's Mumbai. See, I, yeah. I think Prince of Persia and Sands of Time remake needs to go off, the, come off the table anyway because you know we've said we talked about deaths for this category. You mentioned abortions. I think you could regard Prince of Persia Sands of Time as a premature ejaculation. But wow, we're still that early. <laughs> it's spaffed up against. You're saying it's been spaffed up against. Yes, the wall. no, no. I do what it was. He was lying on the bed. She was touching him. She's like, "We're going to do this. Let's go for it." And then he just he went in his pants before they even had their clothes off. And do you know what? Oh, I'll give it to you. She, it's 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 the American pie effect. American yeah. pie. And she could have sent him on his way and said, "Oh, embarrassing. Get out." But Prince of Persia, Sands of Time has had another, it's had a reprieve. It's got another chance. She has lovingly put her hand back on his thigh and said, it's okay, we'll give it five Ooh. minutes and we can try again. And so that's why Sands of Time should not be the winner for this category. I think it's wow, a pretty strong sexual. argument. I'm leaning Marvel's Avengers here all the way. We yeah. haven't even talked yeah, about Battlefield 2042, too. but even that just, Battlefield's Battlefield. It'll be fine. Yeah. 
I, yeah, it'll be fun. I, I had an ad on Twitter the other day. Actually, it was, it was quite funny. It was like, um, oh, hop back into Battlefield 2042 to see how far it's come. And I was just like, wow, this is where we are in its fucking <laughs> lifespan. It's like, and no, we promise, guys, we've made it better. Come check it out. Okay, guys, so it seems we have a consensus. Am I correct in saying we're all going to say yeah. Marvel's Avengers? Avengers? Avengers Assemble? Yeah, nice. let's do it. We have assembled around that game to be the winner of the best video game that somehow didn't die in 2022. Woohoo! Oh, you, you might say, Jonesy, that uh, the Avengers didn't disassemble. Ah, they, yes. No? We thought they would. Maybe. But they didn't. Uh, let, me, let, me, uh, let me do one. Um <laughs> Okay. With, uh, uh, if only, with, uh, if only uh, Square uh, Enix had the vision to know that this wouldn't work. Nice. Mm. I like it. Uh, Better than I thought it was going to be, if I'm being honest. E- yeah. <laughs> wow. If that's the state of things, fellas, well, oh boy, you're going to love March because March was a month all about learning when enough was enough and how sometimes it's better to go your separate ways. EA formally withdrew from its license with FIFA after an incredible 30-year run, almost as long as uh, Jamie's life. The ESA gave up on the E3 dream for another year, cancelling 2022 show, and Fortnite finally became uh, apparently a good game by removing the one element that made it unique, which was the fucking boring building. building. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, I think the thing for me was the, the building just never looked right. Like, every time you watch someone do it, they were spinning around in circles, they were building shit out of thin air, they were, like, 100 feet high before you could, you know, say Fortnite Zero build. And it just, for me, like, from what I want yeah. from VR, it just completely broke the immersion. And now it's that it's gone... not realistic. Exactly. Yeah. I need that. And now that it's gone, I can finally Kamehameha people as John Cena with a pink unicorn backpack on and just, like, zero distractions. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Yes, Jamie. But look, March also became the first <laughs> of many headfucks for gamers active on social media as fans around the world took to Twitter to share their excitement at Hogwarts Legacy's first gameplay reveal, boys. Only to subsequently find out that you weren't allowed to look forward to the game or be happy or excited at all because, of course, J.K. Rowling is an evil, evil transphobe. <laughs> yeah. So with the... Wow. You bitch. So with the wizarding... <laughs> Joanna, you bitch. <laughs> what a oh turf. So, t- that's the, that's so the word, fellas, isn't it? Yeah, I forgot. That's the word. A turf. Evil turf. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you know... Let's, do you know let's, let's, not, called, go, let's do not go into the lingo now. Do you know what they turfs from the future? Astroturfs. There you go. There's a, there's one for you. You people who hate people who hate. I don't know. I don't know what it means. We'd have probably have to cut Astro a lot of this. Turf. We're in trouble. Sorry. Nah, it, it's fine. You know what? Just if if uh, J.K. Rowling has found has taught me anything is just just keep going. Just keep, just fly in the face of any adversity, and you know, as long as you got money behind yeah, you, it's fine. As long as you got a um, billion so, pounds look, behind you. I mean. Hate to hate to break it to you. Have you checked the Patreon, lady Chris? Like, oh. although although, so, t- well, tell Kanye not- West that. Oh my God, gonna tell Kanye West that as long as you've got the money, you can keep going. Because apparently, people could just take it away from you, and then you get all weird and anti-Semitic. Is it? Is this getting cut or not? What? No, <laughs> I don't know at this Cause, point. Okay, because I was going to say something else. I was going to say, don't worry. <laughs> oh my goodness now everyone's wondering no, what Jamie was going to say I, I can say what I was going to say I was you just reminded me of Kanye West there was a version of this script earlier 
um, I cut it with that had a joke that said um, one of the cons- like a conspiracy theory that Kanye West was secretly one of the writers on Good of All Ragnarok, and it was his idea to turn Odin into an evil Jew. <laughs> Wow! Do you know what wouldn't wouldn't have surprised <laughs> so me. So I'm editing this, and this is staying in. So wouldn't have surprised uh, me one good. bit. Okay, good. I like that. Kanye would have done that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, anyway, fellas, look, let's get back to Harry Potter, okay? Because the Wizarding World is no longer on the table. So say the users of Twitter who have now left Twitter. So I I don't know what to believe anymore. Okay. But hey, you know what? Let's look elsewhere to determine the most anticipated game coming in 2023 and probably beyond, because let's be honest, they're all going to be delayed for another year because that's just the nature of things these days. So without further ado, fellas, uh, you know, let me massage your ear canals with the following sumptuous names. I'm talking about The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Starfield, Spider-Man 2, Final Fantasy 16, and the Resident Evil 4 remake. Now, fellas, if these games all come out in 2023, how fucking stacked is that year looking? ASMR for the years, my friend. Isn't all ASMR Mm, for the years? Like, what else would it be for? The testicles. It's ASMR for the dick, baby. Yeah, but hold on. Could could you just classify words as being ASMR? Surely not. I don't. It was the way you read it, Chris. It's the it's the it's the transformative uh, quality that you bring to the words oh. you speak. Um, it's yeah. Mate, I, when it's go time, it's go time. All right. Exactly. Uh, I like I like these. I, I think I like the I like the sounds of these games. I like the sound of these games coming out in twenty twenty three. I think they make sense on a list like this because they all feel somewhat realistic. Like it would be. Yep. Too easy to put like a GTA six on a list like this when it's just it doesn't feel real yet, but all of these um feel tangible in their own way. Do you know what? Yeah. I might I, I might kickstart things by just saying I'm surprised by how much I really just wanna get my hands on Starfield and see what that thing is for myself. Me too. Okay. Okay. So 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 of that list you two are are vying for Starfield. <sighs> I'm, yeah. I'm torn. I'm torn between Starfield and Spider-Man 2. I'm like Spider-Man 2 for me mm. could be an absolute banger. And and you know, yeah. I, I, maybe I am anticipating that a little bit more than I am Starfield. I or whilst like I agree with Jamie with Starfield as well. I was going to jump in and say the thing with Spider-Man 2 that does kind of like uh, you know get me a little bit horny is the prospect that I, I just think that there are some incredibly smart um, and it's uh, like you know savvy people and insomniac games yes and mm-hmm. i can't see mm-hmm. them going back to the spider-man well to make another like collect the backpack spider-man game another eight out of ten spider-man game i think they're going to use the experience that they've built up on you know miles morales for one but then even rich ratchet and clank and stuff like that and hopefully make something that is worth going back to that well for um and that that, that hey, well- that's exciting prospect recent news that uh, it is PS5 exclusive, right? Mm-hmm. So no PS4 bullshit dragging it down. Hell yeah. Can I posit like a little thing and see if you guys are on board? Mm. I feel like uh, this would be I'm not that surprising for me. I feel like neither of you um, would probably put The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom up there because you've both seen a little lukewarm on it. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Hmm. I'm going to say something now, which is going to absolutely infuriate Jamie. <laughs> okay. Do it. Yeah, go, please do it. So, okay. So it, it, it's no, um, it's no secret that I'm apprehensive about Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Now, 
Um, Breath of the Wild is maybe like my top three games of all time. Like it's it su- holds a super special place in my heart, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of like worried that from everything I've seen of the trailers, etc., it seems like they are veering back towards that more traditional Zelda, which some people are happy for. I ho- really don't like it. Um, and I hope that they don't do too much that and they kind of keep that essence that made Breath of the Wild so special. Um, yeah, the bullshit about going up into the sky and everything, I, you know, like Skyward Sword kind of puts me off that kind of thing. But, you know, benefit of the doubt, Nintendo's Nintendo. This is a flagship title for them. They give it a lot of love and care. So I'm hopeful. But if playing God of War Ragnarok has taught me anything is to not pin up too many expectations on a sequel to a game that I regard very highly. Boy. And that's not to say that I that I think God of War Ragnarok is bad or anything like that. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. But sorry, it's got it cannot hold a candle to God of War 2018. So yeah, I don't it, it's it's a no from me, Doug. I mean, unfortunately. I can't believe I'm saying it though. Like of this list, it's not my most anticipated. Um, that, that, I, that just leaves me curious then, though, that what way are you leaning, Chris? Because I can't bend you down on this category. Well, I mean, you, you know my likes and my tastes. What, what would you reckon? I mean, I, I, I think that there's a chance that you are also leaning Starfield as well, just because I, so. I know that you're a big um, Bethesda you know, Game Studios guy, um, like you're a big Fallout fan, especially in the past. Um yeah. And, but Elder Scrolls and Fallout, like in equal measure by the sounds of things. Um, and so the prospect. <laughs> which, of, which is like Starfield, right? Like, <laughs> right, well, exactly. Like in theory, yeah. Like that's the best of both worlds. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just think that, I think that's where you're leaning. Looking, looking specifically at these five, if we blew it out to everything coming in the next few years, there'd be a few wild cards, I'm sure. But these five. Oh, yeah, bro, of course. Yeah. I think you're probably leaning Starfield. Interesting. Wrong. Ooh. Oh, no. Can I, can I just, I just want to get uh, anyone watching, like, I just want to give you a little bit of a treat. Just go back about a minute to when uh, Chris was saying that about um, God of War and just see Jamie do one of the best uh, Robert De Niro impressions I've seen for a long time. It was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> oh, I didn't even do it on purpose. I was just raising my eyebrows and lowering my mouth at the same time. Okay. <laughs> that was great. Oh, okay. um, I would have said yeah. Starfield as well. Um, I totally would have thought you would have said Starfield, Chris. You've now thrown me. I'm going to guess that you're going to go Final Fantasy mm. 16. Wrong. It's Spider Man 2, bitches. Oh, okay. I fucking Spider-Man. cannot wait. Okay. Do, you, fair, fair, fair. do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? I like Spider Man came out on PS4. And I initially I wasn't even going to buy it and I bought it off of someone at work funny enough like they bought it on release day mm. they decided they didn't want it I bought it off them I was like yeah, you know what fuck it I'll I'll help out a colleague because they're trying to sell it they don't want it and I'll, I I'll probably was going to get the game at some point anyway didn't have high hopes for it um, the trailers look fine but it was like yeah sure whatever it's, it just looks like a generic kind of like Spider-Man game it fucking blew me away um, uh, funny enough not as much as like say God of War or anything like that but the funny thing about that Spider-Man game is it knew what it was. It did everything that it needed to do perfectly. And it, it just it, it just stuck with me. It just stuck with me in a, in a really pleasant way. Like, yeah, not like, oh, this is a top five game that I've ever played in my life. But like just that, that you know, you close your eyes and you think of a sunny day. That's fucking Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> and I was a little bit cooler on Miles Morales, but Miles Morales was fine. It was perfectly enjoyable um 
and and I just think that like take the best bits of Miles Morales, take the best bits of Spider Man, remove the worst bits from both of them, add in like Jamie said a little bit of that like um, insomniac ingenuity, and oh, fuck man, like all the ingredients are there. Fucking Spider Man, Miles Morales, um, Venom, potentially Craven the Hunter, like. I, I'm so ready for this game. Yeah. More, more so than Starfield or Legend of Zelda. Because I know that, like, here's the thing, okay? And, and I know why you would have said Starfield, both of you. Um, and it's definitely up my alley. But I kind of feel that, like, Starfield and, to an extent, Legend of Zelda is, like, a game that I need to sit down and I need to kind of be, be fucking absorbed by and, and delve completely into it. Where Spider-Man is, like, I switch on the PlayStation, I'm playing a PlayStation game, I'm having a gas, and I switch off the PlayStation, and I remember the fun times. And that's that's just what, I, what I'm looking for in this list in particular. Let the children's laughter just remind us how we used to be. That's what I decided long ago. Um, are, we, are we leading Spider-Man? But do you get, do you get what I'm saying, though? I, I do, yes, I do. You, you, Chris wants to have a gas when he's playing. Like, I get it, I get it. I... I because I know Starfield's going to fucking frustrate I, me, I, but I, I love it. I, and then I know... Spider-Man yeah. 2, then, I think. We're yeah, going, are we going Spider-Man 2? I'm happy to lock that in. Yeah. I, di- I didn't see it coming, but I'm happy. There you go. The, the first controversial one, I think, that's going to be have people raging, wow. uh, like outraged that we haven't gone Starfield. But Spider-Man 2 <laughs> is the most anticipated Super Show game coming in 2023 and beyond. Oh, come on, bro. It's just, it just <clears throat> so good. It is. Come it is. on. We didn't even talk about Resident Evil 4 remake, which is yeah, there you go. That says everything. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, it's gonna but, be good. But, uh, yeah, again, it's gonna be good uh, as all the remakes have been. But then, like, I feel like Resident Resident Evil 4 doesn't need someone in their corner. And it's not the most anticipated yeah. game of 2023. Um, so there you go. No. I mean, for some for some nah. people, it most definitely is. Like, for, oh, bro, if if you. If you write for a big games publication like your IGNs or your GameSpots, and they've got at least four writers on their writing staff that are like, I play Resident Evil 4 once a year just to remind me of how fantastic this game is. I own all the versions. It's like, yeah, okay, geek. They sound like a cool dude. Wait for Resident Evil 4 remake. What you're talking about? I like I like the sound of that person. Lads, then we move on to April, which taught us all a pretty important lesson that for as much as we all want the industry to move on, you know, let new ideas breathe and allow original, unique IP to once again rule the roost, you're only ever a remake of Max Payne away from saying fuck all of that shit and getting excited about a 20-year-old game all over again. We'll never learn. Hold on. Are they they remaking Max Payne? Remedy Rockstar gave Remedy permission to remake Max Payne, and we not only talked about it for a whole podcast, but it was our title and thumbnail. I don't know if you were there for that no, episode. Yeah, Chris, Chris wasn't there for that. Chris wasn't there. For that <laughs> okay, there you go. Some news for you in your end of year recap. No, but Remedy. I, 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 this yeah, is not a. This is a hundred. I'm not. You're I'm not, not making a bit like I've didn't realize this was a fucking thing. Yeah, remedy. Or maybe uh, I did, and I've completely forgotten about it. Rem- That's mad. Remedy are full on ground up remaking Max Payne in the control engine, and I've got the blessing of Rockstar, and I think even Rockstar funding to do so. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. We're psyched. Like, oh, I've got to change my underwear now, <laughs> and the the front bit, not the back love, bit. Well, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe both. Give me, give me time. But look, speaking of continuing to be excited about regurgitated bullshit that was alarmingly <laughs> average to begin with, April brought the surprise announcement mm. of Kingdom Hearts 4, 
and everyone rejoiced. <laughs> it was a reveal that not only added weight to their theory that NVIDIA's massive 2021 leak was accurate, which we all suspected all along, but oh, yeah. also reminded us that the series was still being developed by, okay, here you go, Square Enix Business yeah. Division 3. Oh, the third one. The third one. Business Division <laughs> 3. Okay, yeah, all right, fellas. Look, I, I know you're taking the piss here, okay? But can I can I give you a little bit of an insight, okay? Naming shit is hard, okay? Take it from someone who gave us the initials of SS for this podcast. Like, uh, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes things happen. I thought happen, you did that on purpose. Okay? It's not easy. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I was... Look, fellas, it is part of my grand design, okay? Slap a red SS on a black t-shirt and Kanye West is your first customer. This so you might as well fucking do yeah. it. That's why he's always pushing merch. I knew it. You see, I'm always, I'm, I'm 4D chess, fellas. Okay. This is how it goes. But look, fellas, with that, let us remember our brothers in arms who have failed in that very noble pursuit of discussing the worst video game names of Ooh. 2022 because who doesn't like fun? Now, I hope you're ready for some some vocal word ASMR, some sentence oh. ASMR, because I'm coming at you hard and fast, right for your face, and I'm all lubed up, okay? So I hope you're ready for this, okay? Fucking going, raw-dogging it, okay? I'm talking about Yu-Gi-Oh! Rush Duel, Dawn of the Battle Royale, let's go, go Rush! That was that was one entry, by the way, not, not multiples, okay? That's Next one. Said. New Prince of Tennis, let's go! Tilled, daily life. Tilled, from rising beat. Next one. <laughs> Konosuba, God's blessing on this wonderful world. Cursed relic and the perplexed adventurers. And uh, another one for you. My teen romantic comedy snafu game collection. Another one for you. My girlfriend is a mermaid. Refine. <laughs> Okay. And uh, of course, the last one, triangle strategy, because that's what's a fucking. That weird. ASMR <laughs> is supposed to be nice. That offended my ears. Except for. <laughs> no, except come for, on. You, mate, I, I, I can hear the, the puddle of moisture <laughs> that you are currently sitting on because of what just transpired. So don't, don't, don't play I games immediately. With me, triangle strategy, quite like that. Don't think that. Don't think that's that bad. Don't think that's that bad at all. Whereas my girlfriend is, I mean, a mermaid, in this company, is, in this company, it's not yeah. that bad. Whereas my girlfriend is a mermaid, refined. That just like is offensive. That's that's the one that sends me every single time. It's like because not only does my girlfriend is a mermaid, like exclamation mark question mark. It's like the dumbest title. It just sounds like the most forgettable rom com from the nineties that you know some now major movie star acted in when they were nineteen. But just having the word refine, refine after it with no context that makes no sense. It's the most Japanese shit ever. Uh, no, I know what's happened here. Do you know that like like when people like they'll draft a tweet and then by mistake they'll send it out. Yes. Mm. Right? So I think what's happened here is that the title was My Girlfriend is a Mermaid? And then someone wanted to put refine like a note, it. like, yeah, this is okay, but like refine. Yes. And then I, someone was like, publish draft. I, I hate to break it to you, Chris, but the refine is part of the name. I, it's it like, oh, unless unless the typo made it everywhere from YouTube to playasia.com to the PlayStation Store, this is a game called My Girlfriend is a Mermaid Refine. Wait, can I read? Our protagonist lives out in the city, but one summer decides to return to his rural hometown, and it is there he once again meets his childhood friend Ion. 
dot, dot, dot. Who is now a mermaid? Fine. I'm in. With, uh, with another interrobang? I, 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 yes. Interrobang is a exclamation mark, question mark. Come on, man. Yes. I've, I've, I've said this before. I didn't know that, but I assumed um, it, and it, it's there. I kind of feel that, like, it's a little bit of an in-joke just for, just for us, but I kind of feel like you have to say this uh, the way Jimmy would say it. Oh, okay. I'm not going to do that on this podcast. Jonesy? No, I'm right. Thanks. Go on, no, Jonesy. Okay, thanks. Okay. Let's move on like, no to take a different title. Let's no move murmurs. on to a different game title. Mighty, my teen romantic comedy snafu. I just got it. <laughs> what is a snafu? Like a snafu is like a tricky situation, uh, right? Like a little uh, incident. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a bit of a snafu. Yeah, um, yeah, but that to me, yeah. my teen romantic comedy. Yeah, but it's all it's all in caps, though. Is it like meant to be like a a, a fucking what you call it? Abbreviation like thingy. Abbrevi- I'm, I'm, no, an abbreviation. Abbreviation, abbreviation. abbreviation. Yeah, maybe it's supposed to be an abbreviation. In which case, we need probably need to find out I, what it stands for. But I can't I'm, bother. It's not abbreviation. Abbreviation is the wrong word. But you know what I mean. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Like my girlfriend is a mermaid. It just it just fits well, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I am somewhat perplexed that there were enough teen romantic comedy snafus to uh, make a whole collection out of them. And I also just, I want to give yeah, a shout yeah. out to the use of, and I mean, Chris, you pointed this out very well with your your tone and your inflections when you're reading out, but the number of exclamation marks in Yu-Gi-Oh, Rush Jewel, Dawn of the Battle Royale, Let's Go, Go Rush. Like, they really I want mean, to hit that home. There's so many goes in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, yeah, a lot of exclamation marks. But what's weird is, okay, so, so for people who, who don't or can't see the work, because obviously it's in front of us in a document, but it's Yu-Gi-Oh, one exclamation mark, uh, then Rush Jewel, Dawn of the Battle Royale, two exclamation marks, then Let's Go, one exclamation mark, then Go Rush, two exclamation marks. Go, go, so, Rush! I, I mean, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of feeling that if it was an award for the most use of, um, like, you know, symbols and, and exclamation marks and what have you, Punctuation, that's the word I'm looking for. Thank you. Always glad you got my back. Um, then that would win. But yeah, I, I think something about like my girlfriend is a mermaid in Terrabang and then refine. It's interesting because even kind of, like the yeah. Konosuba colon God's blessing of <clears throat> this wonderful world curse relic and the Team Perplexed Adventures, that's kind of... T- but that just sounds like... Re- it's yeah, bad. That's really Japanese. It's bad, though, but right? it's, just, it's overly descriptive, right? Because it's like Konosuba, okay... Yeah. God's blessing on this wonderful world, exclamation mark, curse relic and the perplexed adventures. It's just like overly descriptive. Whereas, yeah, my girlfriend is a mermaid, <laughs> exclamation mark, question mark, refine is just the best. I like that's easily the worst. The be- it's the best of being the okay. best. Okay, L- let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. New Prince of Tennis, let's go, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, let's go in, in all caps. Then tilt, daily life tilt, you know, tilt is a little squiggle line. But then it says from Rising Beat. Is Rising Beat the like publisher or developer of this it's, game? Again, mm. just descriptive. It's it's bad because it but it's descriptive. But I don't. But again, New Prince of Tennis. Let's but, go. I'm like, oh, but I you might see, maybe go. maybe that need, I might maybe that go with New Prince of Tennis. But maybe that needs something, right? Because maybe that's like saying The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom by Nintendo. Ooh. You know, or or you know, I, you know, I, like, I could see Final uh, like Fantasy a, 16 by Square Enix. Death Stranding 2 from Hideo Kojima is the one that I could very easily yes. see happening. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I don't think we, that's not fair for that to win. Again, I always come back to my girlfriend is a mermaid. I, hey, he gets my vote. Yeah, I'm in there as well. I just love the refine on the end. I, 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 refine. Yeah, yeah. I think we've refined our votes enough. Maybe yeah. you have to refine the fish. Lock it in. You've got to refine the fish out of her, maybe. Mm. 
Anyway, I don't, I don't know. do you think when they say mermaid, do you think like fish bottom or fish, fish top? bottom? Come on, man, fish bottom. Surely, is that really what you want in a girlfriend? Not fish though? top. Yeah, but you might not want fish bottom mate, either, mate. You are filth. If you're saying you want fish top, that means all you want to do is something to bang and you don't care what the top half looks like. At least I'm having a lovely chat with her about what it's like swimming under the sea. You are filth. You just want to bang a fish hole. So, congratulations to no, my girlfriend who's a mermaid refined <laughs> and uh, you've won the Super Show Award for the worst video game name of 2022. <laughs> Confetti, celebrations. Yeah. Woo. No one's fucking fish tops. <laughs> right, moving on, because um, I don't know what you know punishments YouTube doles out for talking about fucking dolphins on this fucking platform, but we're not finding out the hard way. Um, <laughs> let's get back to the calendar. And next up was May, which all of you can remember however you please, but for us here at the Super Show, mm. May will always be the month where Jonesy tried to take YouTube thumbnails to the absolute limit, to the next level, with an image so frightening that apparently I've heard, top secret, it's in the running for the next entry in the Dark Pictures anthology series. Um, it, uh, yeah, what a work of art! Oh, did, did, was just remind me: is this a a thumbnail that actually went live on our video? No, this is a this is a picture that Jonesy took of a work in progress thumbnail on his computer and sent to us to say, "Hey, what do you guys think about this?" And I do have that picture. <laughs> I thought I, sh okay. I think I might have shared it on the Discord. Did I show it? It is. That's how I found That's how I came across it was on the Discord. No, I think I shared, wow, it. I think I shared okay. it on the Patreon wow. Discord so it's, the patrons can see it as well. I do. I think I do. For, oh, the Patreon Discord where you can get access for $2, uh, for as little as $2 per month. For anyone um, listening to, if there is an audio version of this product, <laughs> I don't know if there will be yet, but for anyone listening to it, imagine, if you will, Lara Croft in all her polygon titted glory with a for sale kind of like badge, like sticker on her, like a price tag, if you will. And in the pedo from family guy, poking his head in the side of the frame with a speech bubble coming out of him that says mommy question mark. Um, I don't know if the implication is he's buying her or doing something worse, but I'd rather not find out. Oh, I just realized which one it was. Cause I, I was getting confused because there was another time that Jonesy made a oh, thumbnail where it was, I can't remember who it was. What, who it was, was it? It was the shot of, was, um, yeah. what was her name? Cardi B. It was Cardi B. Or no, it was Cardi B from Bodak Yellow, and I replaced her face with, uh, was it Phil Spencer's face? I can't remember whose face it was. <laughs> I can't remember either. Oh, that one. I, funnily enough, uh, Jonesy, for the trifecta, that's not the one I was thinking oh, of. okay. No, this was, a, this was a work in progress thumbnail where you had, maybe it was Bayonetta, in the center of the frame, and you had three like male game characters like around them, but the, oh. the way that it was arranged oh, yeah. just looked really, really rapey. You were, doing, you were doing the Pornhub meme with like the one girl on the sofa. Yeah. And, no, it wasn't. It was just, the thing it was that, just the way it was, and yeah. Chris was like, this looks so wrong. And I looked at it again, I was like, oh, all right, maybe. And then, I don't, yeah. Didn't, didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, no, you, you, yeah, you, you didn't do it on purpose, but it did just come across as a little bit rapey. Yeah, and I was like, maybe not. a bit wrong, hence not being used. But look, <laughs> Let's, let's get back to May, because fortunately for us, Embracer Group's acquisition spree meant an old white pedo didn't get their hands on Lara Croft, as we all know they only oh. work for Ubisoft and Activision. Da ding ding Oh, pedo burn. It was also another step away from Western <laughs> development studios for Square Enix, who are rapidly running out of non-Japanese teams to blame for the inevitable failure of Forspoken. 
What, you mean they couldn't blame fucking Business Division 68? They've got enough. I mean, they probably shame. We need to start getting Jonesy like those radio DJ forever until we make sick words. It's just a button. Just a button. I need a drum Yep. You see, you guys are old school with it. That's why I appreciate him. But look, fellas, Square's loss could be Embracer Group's gain if you get my my, my drift, okay? Uh, and boy, are they hedging their bets. Aspia, Tripwire Interactive, Ados Montreal, Crystal Dynamics, Middle Earth Enterprises, and more got, uh, shall we say, embraced uh, f- from behind uh, mm-hmm. in 2022. Um, and all for a fraction of the $15 billion it cost, Mar- it cost Mark Zuckerberg to build... Effectively, what looks like a GameCube game. Let's let's be honest here, because that fucking VR Horizon bullshit is atrocious. Yeah, much worse. Um, now, analysts speculate that as a result of this unprecedented growth, there's an increasing chance they might actually oversee the release of a decent game by mm, 2024, 2025, somewhere around there. I mean, no, nothing's impossible. And fellas, I don't know if you can tell, but. I'm feeling kind of bullish right now. Mm. Yeah, I'm with you, Chris. Team Embracer all the way. 2024, they got what? The the whole of 2023 to release a single good product, um, and they may well do it. But if they don't, hey, these things happen because, you know what, making decent games is hard at the end of the day. I mean, just ask Gotham Knights developers Warner Brothers Montreal because May was actually the month where they finally put their money where their mouth was and made Gotham Knights a next-gen exclusive so they could squeeze all the juice out of those consoles. Do you know why they did it, guys? Do you remember the quote? Um, I've got it, actually, here in front of me, if you don't. Mm. They said they did it to, quote, provide players with the best possible gameplay experience. Ah. Uh, so rock on! Oh um, yeah, I see that. Always, yeah. always thinking of the gamers. Uh, yeah. Warner Bros. Montreal. Kudos so, to nice. them. Okay. Um, and now let's move yeah, on. On a completely yeah. and totally unrelated note, let's move on to our next award and take a look at the biggest fucking lies the industry told us <laughs> in 2022. <laughs> well done, Jamie. I think you're lying there. Unrelated? Oh, oh, come on, oh, you 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 rolled <laughs> me, Chris. You caught me out. Um, Unfortunately, though, because we used it as a segue, it's not up for uh, for the award. We've got a bunch of different nominees, <laughs> including Helena Taylor and that mysterious four thousand offer, four thousand dollar offer, excuse me, to reprise her role as Bayonetta. Id Software's Shit, yeah. counterclaims against the composer Mick Gordon, some dude called Minecraftenger, whose name I'm probably saying wrong, and his infamous Minecraft Minecraft records after he himself shot down the, the legend of the face reveal dream. Sega's vow to avoid NFTs, that's a quote, and, of wow. course, one of my favorite stories from the early parts of the year, EA claiming that they believed Battlefield 2042's failures were owed <laughs> to Halo Infinite being good? I don't know. Um, that, mm. that is a fun well, one. I, po- I, yeah. Popular. Popular. Popular, but oh, wow. it is also just like th- there's a certain amount of fun to be had reflecting on the year that Halo Infinite ended up having and thinking that at <laughs> yeah. the start it was actually plausible that EA thought that was one of the reasons Battlefield 2042 underperformed. Oh. We now know that those are both just um, poorly supported video games um, with audiences and, and communities that I feel tragically sorry for. Um, this is so fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, do, do you know who I don't feel as sorry for as I did at the time? Helena Taylor. Helena fucking Taylor. That was juicy. I think she's just the, for, 
Boys, I think she was just off her meds. I mean, can we really, you know? Yes, yes. That was the, that was like. The, the, I think we the can, funny yeah. thing about that was it was so provable. <laughs> it was so easy apparently to prove it was bullshit, which was great because as soon as a journalist can just like read a couple of emails and go, "Oh, she made this shit," that was great. Like that was brilliant. Yeah. You know what's really interesting about that one, though, is if, if you watch those videos, because she released them, like, always, like, released on Twitter or some shit. It was, like, really weird. But mm-hmm. the way it was it was recorded was, and I'm not saying that this is what happened, because quite clearly she's a, a little bit nutso and um, <laughs> a big fat liar. But it, it did have a whiff of kind of, like, putting a hostage in front of a camera and getting them to speak. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like there's a gun being pointed fine. at her off. off they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're treating me nicely. Um, please pay the man so they don't kill me and yeah. cut off another finger. Um, but yeah, like just just absolutely mental. But like, I'll be honest, I live with shit like this. Like I live for someone coming out like with the sob story. And I, I the part that I live for about it is getting swept up in and be like, oh yeah, man fuck, that really sucks. I, you know, they, I wish they'd come to a resolution. And then all the fucking shit leaking out after that. And I just live for drama, is what I yeah. say. You know? Like, Spill the tea. like, there's something about the Mick Gordon drama that ended up being a he said, she said that you, like, I almost, I don't know, it just felt a bit messy. Like, I felt sorry for Mick Gordon, but I didn't want to, like, take umbrage with Ed or Doom because I liked that studio and I liked that series. But Helena Taylor was just yeah. this, like, classically trained actress unknowingly wading into the world of like video game rumors and like at one point suggesting that uh journalists like Jason Trier were bought which like don't get me wrong people have come to that conclusion before but I don't think anyone's done it as quickly <laughs> as she did um and for as much as I almost feel sorry for her like not knowing what she was getting into for me that that's the winner here and that 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 was a shit show of a of wow. of a of a sequence of events I'm, I I so I'm tempted with say like Sega so trying, I think, to get a bit of uh, um, of their audience, of their customers on cyber going, hey, look, we're going to avoid NFTs. A straight out lie until they decided they were actually going to do it. But you could have said that maybe their plans yeah. weren't to do it at that point. But the thing that cinches it with Helena Taylor for me has to be, guys, the fact that she told people to boycott that game. So she didn't yep. even, it wasn't just the lie. <laughs> she then said, you need to boycott Bayonetta 3 because of the lie. And I think that for me cinches it. Well, I think okay. we might have a winner. I, if it, it, well, for out of a majority of three, you know, two people, yeah, because I, I think I still would have gone id Software's Mick Gordon claims. Um, it's it's weird because like it's kind of like strangely still going on. Funnily enough, like mm. who fucking knows? Like Mick Gordon took his fucking time to come back and slap id with a, a whole bunch of stuff, but it's just something about that whole thing just sounds so fucking weird and yeah i don't know it's, it's like you said like I, I i feel that like the players in that genre are just kind of like too involved yeah to not but but you got you got you know what majority wins helena taylor you are a big fat liar <laughs> yeah i guess so congratulations <laughs> to be, to be fair, well, well done helena taylor you've won the award for uh the uh, the biggest liar of the industry of 2022 so yeah. she's won something someone call her agent she's won something that's good i think she'll be delusional enough to kind of make another twitter video uh being held at gunpoint with the award that will send her and be like oh yeah you know thanks for this guy <laughs> but, I mean, gee, okay you'll get this is getting too dark now right okay so let's let's move on let's move on to june because listening to all of that might be enough to convince you 
these are dark times for the industry. And Sony mm. certainly didn't mm. do anything to help that back in June when they decided it was time to revamp PlayStation Plus with a handful of new tiers, oh. benefits, and exclusives that made no goddamn sense. And I had no idea when it came out. It was ridiculous. <laughs> And I was one of the fans who couldn't get too excited because I was trying to figure out what the hell it all meant and how it was going to work and what I'd have to pay for. So, yeah, it was the dumbest rollout I've perhaps ever seen in my life. And I'm 29. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, Yeah, fucking hell. Dark times indeed, Josie. And look, in dark times, we look to special individuals like the Super Show to light the path and individuals like the notoriously camera shy Jeff Keighley. And I, I will just interject here and say that, like him lighting the path, has nothing to do with his personality or anything. Like his, his shoes are just that shiny; they just naturally light the way. So, look, fellas, with ESA out of the picture, okay, Jeff made it his personal mission to ensure the spirit of E3 lived on during the month of June. You know, he, he's a good guy. He, he's just doing it, you know, making sure that the spirit endures. You know, it's got nothing to do with like, uh, you know, stabbing a a knife, a shiv into like the kidneys and the livers of the ESA and just being like, fuck you guys, you're not coming, you're not going to come back from this. You're not going to recover. Nah, it's it, fucking summer game. Jeff is nothing, if not, he's the least vindictive guy I've ever met in my life. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, you know, so from the Resident Evil 4 reveal to a first look at the Starfield gameplay, the industry came alive uh, for a summer of anticipation, excitement, and confirmation that all of the shit you'd seen leaked on Twitter was uh, pretty much 100% accurate. That's right, because for some, summer 2022 will be remembered as the summer of leaks, because some loose-lipped social media users Mm. even became minor celebrities for a hot minute, with the snitches cryptic clues captivating gamers around the world. And we, lads, we were no strangers to that as well. We were captivated. We were Mm. held in the snitches' grasp. So, to honour the controversy... Who doesn't love a leak? um, I love leaking. It's absolutely phenomenal. So, to one of the controversial pursuit of leaking, we thought we would tip our hat to the best video game leaker of 2022. The nominations for this award are The Snitch, of course, Jason Schreier, Jeff Grubb, Tom Henderson, Dan Allen Gaming, and My Cult in Cult of the Lamb. Um, I just want to address the elephant in the room. Uh, I personally put forward Jonesy's Cult in Cult of the Lamb as leaker of the year because I heard that lot could just not stop pissing and shitting everywhere. That's true. I heard that's what the, Jonesy oh, spent wow. most of his time just cleaning up piss and shit and, and the vomit that resulted from that piss and shit. So uh, that sounds pretty so like leaky. It's a literal me. leak. Yeah, that, I was kind okay. of like going for the, yeah, the hyper-literal interpretation of the award there. I understand that's not in the spirit of leaking, but I do love poo. Yeah. All of these... Who, who is Dan Allen Gaming? So that was that was that was also a joke where Dan Allen Gaming is a YouTuber who has like a regular YouTube channel, uploads like gameplay videos, and actually uh, gets some relatively viral hits by interviewing voice actors. He was the one who became like he he made a Twitter account called like the Insider or something like that. Who blew up oh, like, yes. like really quickly, and it turned out that he was just a YouTuber who was just breaking NDAs. Yeah, didn't didn't he reply? So someone asked him, "Are you Dan Allen Gaming?" And he replied, "No," but he forgot yeah, to he, switch his Twitter and he forgot to switch his reply. He, yeah, he basically got outed by a failure. So I just thought it would be a funny uh, little nod to oh. someone who was so Boys. some coke so captivated by the snitch they tried to become them. I, I, Boys, it's got to yeah, be him you, because he leaked himself. 
<laughs> You're right. That's the biggest leak of all, all time. Oh no, that's actually a good point. Like oh, it's, it's either it's either now. the snitch, one hundred percent. Like you know, the other guys, fair play to them, doing good work. Yeah, but it's either the snitch or it's Dan Allen gaming. Like, I think the, the, no, the, I'm, I'm I'm throwing up my fucking both hats onto fucking Dan Allen leaking gaming. Himself. It's got to be the, 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 the snitch is an icon, but leaking that you have made yourself a leak and risking your entire YouTube career in the process <laughs> is, is iconic. Yeah. So shout out to Dan Allen. Dan Allen, you are the winner do of it. the best video game leaker of 2022. Well done for leaking. I love it. Yourself. Well, well done, you you fucking dingus. <laughs> Lads, um, let's uh, move on to July mm. and July. Actually, the word uh, yeah. rhymes with dry, which is uh, very fitting because July was very dry. July was dry. For, yeah, yeah um, I, I see it. Yeah, cool. uh, for video game news, like um, dry. Like uh, mm. not not much happened in the month of July for vid- video video game news. It was dr- uh, dry July. Right. Okay. Yeah, well, it was, yeah, yes. As as Jamie so gracefully put it, podcast topics were few and far between. Sorry, Jamie. I'll I'll do it for you. Okay. I'll explain it for you because you know there was not much to talk about. Okay. The industry took its regularly scheduled break from new releases, and things got so desperate we almost made a podcast about Finn getting nerfed in multiverses. True story. Yeah. Hand on heart. It, it, almost that. It, it was on the list. Um, it could have happened. But unsurprisingly, we in the end just fell back on an old favourite and made a podcast where we speculated about GTA 6 because uh, that's just the way oh. the podcasting game works, folks. When in doubt, resort to GTA. But low-hanging fruit. Mm. <laughs> so, hey, look, sometimes it has to happen, all right? But easy wins are not always something to be ashamed of. No, that wasn't just Blizzard's mission statement for Diablo Immortal. It's also a lesson that the <laughs> film and TV industries remind us of regularly this year. Cuphead, Uncharted, Halo, Sonic, Resident Evil, Cyberpunk. Everywhere you look, there was a game being adapted for another medium. And the fun will not stop into next year either. Yeah, that's right. We've got, uh, of course, The Last of Us coming to HBO, right? Remember that one, guys? Mm. Um, and in fact, oh, yeah. speaking of you know, going back to the calendar, the, you know, the year in review, it was in July that Amazon announced the first major star to join their upcoming Fallout TV show, and it was oh, yes. none other than Mr. Kyle McLaughlin. Uh, I, I guess that movie star you like is coming back in style. Uh, uh, um, is that a is that a Twin I mean, Twin Peaks joke? Yes, it's a, it's it's, uh, it's Kyle McLa- it's Kyle McLaughlin. I, I'm working with what I've got here, Chris. Let's please move on. <laughs> okay, okay. Look, fine, but let's be honest here, Jamie. Okay, video games are pretty much guilty of it too. Whether it's a cheeky cameo here or an onstage appearance there, the games industry still loves a good celebrity. So let's take a look at the best celebrities appearing in games in 2022. I'm talking about Al Pacino for the Game Awards, Josh DeHamel for the Callisto Protocol, Carrie Ann Moss in Horizon Forbidden West, Andy fucking Samberg in... Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. And of course, everyone's favorite reformed rabbi, Bill Clinton in Elden Ring. Clinton. Yeah. Oh, fellas. Uh, Clinton. Clinton, yeah. He, so he, 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 play, he played the pot, right? 
that was the that was the gimmick. I believe there. so. I believe he was uh, Alexander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Alexander, Alexander the Pot, the pot yeah. as played by Reformed Rabbi Bill Clinton. I'm all about yeah. it. Do you know how you knew it was a Reformed Rabbi? Uh, that small Jewish boy Never told mind. me. <laughs> that just sounds so wrong. A small Jewish boy <laughs> told me. I, I, do you know what? I know I said Clinton. <laughs> But actually, for Pacino just saying he didn't know why he was at the Game Awards because he'd agreed to do something else he probably shouldn't. May I think actually I might need to change my vote to Pacino. Uh, yeah, I, I think also mm. the fact that technically speaking, joking aside, both these things happened on the same night. <laughs> yeah, just goes to show how important the weird awards yeah. that that still are for moving the needle on the dumbest celebrity. Like I, I could have included the fucking crime boss Rocky City, whatever. Like Michael Madsen <laughs> could be on this for a week. That game like, should win. <laughs> that do you know what? Yeah, that game probably should maybe win. the year that it but comes at the out. same time. True. At the same time, this was also the year of reformed Rabbi Bill Clinton, and I'm going to have a tough time seeing past that. Yeah, that's that is very true. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I I I, I think Bill Clinton wins it. I mean, it's clearly his highest accolade uh, that he's ever received in his life. Like you know, pre- yep. U.S. president, fucking Super Show Game of the Award 2022 winner. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no comparison. That, that acceptance speech is going to rival Helena Taylor's in 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 awesomeness. I'm looking forward to it. Congrats, yeah. Bill. Yeah. Well done, well done, Bill. <laughs> he's old. He's he's going to take every every win he can get at this age. <laughs> but let's move on because August was a month that, with hindsight, felt like a hive dream. But the industry collectively decided to drop Ooh. acid as a fun way to see out the summer, and we were left to deal with the consequences. Chris is uh, sorry, going through just, said trip just, right now. Uh, <laughs> Whew, sorry, fellas. Look, some jackass made the entire industry collectively believe that Amazon were going to acquire EA Games. Someone said that. I don't even remember who at this no, stage. Might said, it might have been me. I, I, was, I was high off of the, the fucking the Blizzard acquisition kind of leak. Yeah. There's your leaker of the year. But anyway, uh, the arrival of the Winter Soldier reminded the world that by some miracle, Marvel Avengers still had a pulse and Fortnite let everyone make Goku do the gritty. So yeah. I'm doing the gritty right now in podcast form. There you go. Everyone, yeah. everyone nice. Jonesy, this is the point where we realize that Jonesy doesn't know what the gritty is. I have no is, idea what a gritty is. I would take the piss out of him <laughs> for, but I found out what the gritty was like when it came to Fortnite, which was probably a year after the first someone first did it in the NFL as a celebration. Um, well, there you go. Yeah. and But then all that sounded fucked up. We got through it, and then just when we thought we were in the clear, Mr. Keeley swept in once again with opening night live and a show that felt like Fuck the most. Off fucked up hallucination imaginable because apparently all of a sudden <laughs> that one dude who used to work at Rockstar is making a game within a game called Everywhere. There's a dark gothic Pinocchio game that actually looks quite good. And again, perhaps <laughs> the most fucked up thing of all, Dead Island 2 is real and it's back. And apparently never left and is a thing and is coming out. Yeah, amazing. Who thought? Amazing. But look, and 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 fellas actually looks pretty fucking cool. I mean, it could be fun. Yeah, why not? It, it, yeah, it really, it really does. As like just like the Pinocchio thing, which looks surprised, like you said, looks really good yeah. and weird. Like I don't know what's going on there. But look, regardless of whether or not that felt like a bad road trip, Jeff emptying his sack of announcements was a welcome distraction as gamers soon discovered that Saints Row would be the latest addition to the unpleasantly long list of underwhelming releases. So let's take a depressing but surprisingly earnest look back 
at the most oh. disappointing games of 2022. Mm. Can you guess? I think, yeah, uh, I've got a few ideas. I'm talking. Yeah, I can guess. Babylon's Fall. Saints Row. Oh. Crossfire X. Oh. Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh. And Jamie has already mentioned it once. Oh, come on. It is, of course, Gotham Knights. Yeah. I I think it's, it's, it's harsh putting Ghostwire in here. Ghostwire may be a little bit harsh, but I don't think it was unfair to hope for better. But you're right. Like, it's disappointing, but it's not. It's it's probably the best game on this list. In fact, I'd say it's definitely the best game on this list. It it also probably like didn't kind of like oversell itself more than what it was. True, right? True. I'm gonna. Yeah, I think that means it's safe. I think I'm gonna after 86 Gotham Knights from this list as well because it's the most disappointing. I don't think Gotham Knights in the end was that like keenly looked forward to. You know, I thought people think it thought it was going to be mediocre. It was pretty mediocre. For me, there is one clear winner out of all of these, and it's Saints Row, because what a dumpster fire pile of shite that game yeah. was. I, I remember on the podcast at the time going on a pretty impassioned rant that Saints Row was not just disappointing <laughs> in and of itself, you know, as a game, but also disappointing because it was the reboot of a franchise that we all hoped would find new legs exactly. um, going into this next generation of consoles. And it is D O motherfucking A. And now Volition have been absorbed into Gearbox. And like this might have killed one of my favorite series of all time. That is a bummer. Man, yeah, I, I think. <laughs> Jamie, I think I've never heard you as angry this year on the podcast than when you were talking about Saints Row. <laughs> and, uh, I, I cared, I, I, man. I wanted it to be good. Personally, on, on like an actuality kind of thing, I probably would have gone for Babylon's Fall. Um, no, you you would have been wrong. It, the most disappointing was it, Saints Row. <laughs> I, Chris has got a point with Babylon's Fall in that like it's a platinum developed like action game that they were going to. In theory, you could have imagined them drawing some of the best uh, live service influences from you know the destinies of the world and bring it all together into a beautiful mishmash of genres. And they fucked every single genre that they went for. Yeah, yeah. Same with Crossfire X with fucking Remedy at the helm for the single player campaign. But, but yeah, like, you know what? Like, I I think for the the people pleaser, I'm going to go with you guys and say Saints Row, especially because, Jamie, you just, I mean, yeah, your your passion was on display there, buddy. Yeah. Give me the rights to Saints Row. How about that? As a, as a, I'll make, I'll make the next Saints Row game. It's fine. Well, in, in maybe the most. Hell yeah. What, what's, so, well, it may be, I was going to say, maybe one of the most depressing awards of the night. It sounds like we're all agreeing that Saints Row was the most disappointing game of 2022. <clears throat> yeah. Congratulations, Saints Row. You fucked up. Guys. Yeah. <clears throat> but fellas, listen, by September, it was finally time to pour one out. That's right. This was the month when Google finally announced that Stadia would be shutting down on January 18th in a move that made me really wonder why it, how it hadn't happened earlier. In yeah. my mind, it was like, no, this is, Stadia was dead. But apparently not. So January 18th, mark it in your calendars. <laughs> That's right. Entire handful of, handfuls of gamers were forced to prepare their goodbyes for the ecosystem that they had fallen in love with. As millions of others around the world shrugged with the real kind of, um, I told you so energy. Big. I told you so, energy. Yeah. Uh, plus, Chris, like it wasn't just Google Stadia and the plethora of Google Stadia fans. Let's not forget Jonesy, who saw the odds slashed 
on the countless number of bets he had made with people around the world when it came to the future of cloud gaming. And actually, speaking of which, Jonesy, um, I think you owe me 20 quid. And, and, a, and a PS5 controller, actually. How I'm very dare you, yeah. sir? Yeah. Yeah. Outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. Despicable. No. Just going to leave that there. Leave it with you. Fellas, look, I, I don't have time for a five-hour podcast, so we're not going to go there again. Okay, okay. All, right. all right, all right, well, let's, let's move on. Because Overwatch 2's newest hero, Kiriko, was finally revealed in September with the game's first new healer in three years tucked snugly away on the battle pass as per industry standard. And boy, I remember the shitty old days of microtransactions and loot boxes. But now all you have to do, boys, is pour hundreds of hours into every single video game you purchase so that you can get all of those lovely virtual goodies for free. It's a perfect system. It's lovely. Flawless. It's like- it's like communism. Yeah. Shout out to battle passes. I love them. <laughs> well, look, in life, fellas and Jonesy, you know, like some things, they just don't always go your way. Okay. You want horse armor. You want to pay for it. No. Horse armor is only available in the Elder Scrolls Six battle pass that takes you 60 hours to complete. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to have to deal with it. And boy, oh boy, if any game company learned that this year. Nobody learned that lesson more in September than Rockstar Games. That's right, Chris. The infamously tight-lipped team behind Grand Theft Auto actually found themselves subject to one of the biggest leaks in video game history. 90 videos, over 50 minutes of work-in-progress footage, and it all found its way online, baby. Stunned, lads. Stunned were the gamers when they saw it. Will the finished product look like this? Will this mean GTA 6 is delayed? Do I actually have to play as a woman? Say it ain't so. It was a story (laughs) so all-encompassing that for a solid few days, almost every gamer in the country forgot that the Queen had actually just died. So, um, RIP, Liz. Sorry. Yeah. I I forgot the Queen just died. uh, Until just now. Get over it, fellas. RIP. RIP to the woman she used to be. Living. No longer. (laughs) Fellas, look, it's all an important reminder that, hey, you know what? Making games is a long, hard, and testing process. One that, in a lot of cases, doesn't yield results until the final weeks of production. We've spoken about it before, fellas. It's the hockey stick effect. Or, as some might say, you know, the contours of Alex Jones's penis. Just really, really, really long, thin, scrawny, long, and bent just just at the edge, just a little up tick, just like that. So look, let's put wireframes and debug Bring menus to one spot. side. <laughs> and Jonesy's spot hitter, please don't do that with your fingers, to the other side. And let, let's just spot get hitter. all of that aside and celebrate the best looking game of 2022. I'm talking, fellas. Horizon, Forbidden West, God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, A Plague Tale, Requiem, and Tunic. You know, because it looks nice. I I, I think Tunic's a pretty looking game. For me, a weird one Mm. from me, shout out to Gran Turismo 7. Do you know what? Like, yeah. Yeah. Cars, right? Look, cars. Phenomenal. I I, I, I kind of want to say yes, but at the same time, I also want to say no because cars and rocks, like and cars every and rocks time, and cars and rocks look great. Yeah, exactly. But it's like every time, like a triple A racing game comes out, it's like, oh my god, this looks fucking amazing. Like every time a mainline um, uh, Forza comes out, 
every time a Gran Turismo comes out and it's like the fidelity and the love and care and craft put into these games is astonishing. But I kind of feel that like that's been true for a number of years, yeah. for a number of entries in these AAA racing games. I, 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 yeah, and I, mean, I, I think it's, I think it's Horizon, fellas. I think it might be Horizon or, as well, or Plague Tale. I, I think that Turn Ten are going to do that Forza Motorsport re- reboot this year, and we're going to have one of those moments where we're like, "Our oh, Gran Turismo Seven looks great, but this looks better," and that's where I kind of yeah, they ju- they just leapfrog each other at this point, right? Like it's yeah. it's just you, you're at the apex, and yeah, fine. I, I'm I I think I'm actually going to join Chris on Team Horizon for this one. Shout out Playtale, looks solid. Tunic, love the art style. One like it's I think it's cool to give a shout out to something that's not conventionally best looking game of the year. But Horizon like every time I see an open world game now, I'm like, that's cool, but it's not Horizon. Yeah. It, it, it yeah. set the bar for me for open world games. That's, fair. that's kind of nuts so. Yeah. All right. Stop. Horizon. I, it I is. think that was the, the the yeah. I think that was the quickest we kind of fucking agreed on something. Horizon. Nice. <laughs> uh, congratulations, you you Dutch bastards. You All right. Uh, we should give them a <laughs> what is it? A schmuck and a pancake to to celebrate or a, a schmuck and a pancake. A, uh, a pipe and a crepe. Blunt and a yeah. A blunt and a blitz. Do you know what they say about podcasting is when you've uh, run out of Austin Powers gold member (laughs) jokes to regurgitate, that's when you know you've hit rock bottom. Um, Maybe it's time to pack it in, fellas. The year didn't pack it in, though. It rolled on to the next month, and for everyone and anyone who's keeping track, that next month was October. And boy, oh boy, Ubisoft employees didn't have to wait until the end of the month for a fright, as only took the first four days for Beyond Good and Evil 2 to officially overtake Duke Nukem Fever and, are you ready for this, claim the title as the most delayed video game of all time. Like, people, I think, sometimes remember, like, the more recent reintroductions of Beyond Good and Evil 2 as the actual first introductions, but actually, yeah. like, Beyond Good and Evil 2 has been around for 15 years now. Um, and counting, um, which, hey, it's not exactly <laughs> one for the trophy shelf, but I, I suppose if you're Ubisoft, <laughs> then you kind of just sort of take what you can get these days which jamie of course is sage (laughs) advice and one of our award winners uh, already probably should have taken that advice i'm of course talking about helena taylor because that's right this was the month that we've (laughs) talked about that the former bayonetta voice actress actually made the headlines after claiming that she was only offered the four thousand dollars to reprise her role only for a few of those pesky journos to actually do a bit of investigating a bit of journoing and to figure out that she was a huge liar But, you know, big fucking lies aside, we can sympathize. Holding on to gigs in this economy is tough. I mean, October was also the month Comcast announced that G4 TV would once again be closing down. So congratulations. Mm, Uh, The Washington Post reported that constant pivots, high costs and controversy bedeviled the directionless network. But according to Super Show's own sources, the real problem was that nobody fucking watched it. Go yeah, figure. Yeah, that's a tough break when you're trying to run a TV network. You might want to look into that one, G4. Just an idea for round three. Um, but the moral of the story <laughs> is that all good things must come to an end, which isn't a reflection on the quality of G4 TV. It's just a saying. I mean, um, and also, that also <laughs> well, doesn't apply to Ubisoft development cycles. They can apparently continue indefinitely. But other than those few things... Most good things must come to an end, I guess. I mean, like, God of War Ragnarok 
Return to Monkey Island, Postal 4, there were some beloved gaming sagas that reached conclusions of one sort or one sort or another this year. So why don't we take that as an opportunity to reflect on the uh, best video game story hmm. of 2022? Hmm. And the nominees for that honor include God of War Ragnarok, Immortality, Pentiment, Citizen Sleeper, A Plague Tale Requiem. This of course, like Ooh. I mentioned, is the best video game story of 2022. It is also known as the category of games, the category filled with games that you didn't play, but cool, trendy, hipstery people online promised you a good. Um, so can yeah. I, can I, I jump in there? Because a, a trendy hipster told me that Immortality uh, was very good, and, and oh, he, actually, okay. he actually did play yeah. it. Uh, and, he, and he sold it. Yeah. And I actually yeah, looked into it, and I thought it was a, it was a very cool game, cool story. Great presentation style, interesting, and, and I'm of course talking about Jamie. So my my vote, yeah, uh, will be immor- immortality. I think hipster Jamie. Jamie. The, oh. the weird thing is, your vote is in me, and like you're voting for immortality vicariously through me. I'm torn between immortality and Ragnarok, um, but I, I I might actually go immortality as well, just because Ragnarok. And Chris, like I know you're not all the way there yet, but I wonder if some of this rings true for you. It's long enough and mm. all-encompassing enough, and has enough characters and branches and moments, and blah 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 blah, that there are inevitably rough edges and you know slow sequences and patches that aren't quite as riveting as anything else. But immortality is not only pretty tight, but you only ever consume as much as you want to, which is pretty convenient when it comes to engaging with a story. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I, I think as as much as I like the characterization in God of War Ragnarok, uh, and to be fair, I haven't finished the game just yet. I think I'm maybe shy of like five hours finishing the game, but I kind of feel like the story is very much goes between paint by numbers and a bit boring at times, but with really good kind of like characters and character development. So I wouldn't I wouldn't give a best story, and I think for a game that is all about the story and immortality and the fact that they made three fucking movies like for this game. Yeah. You just, you just got to give it to them, right? Yeah. I think that's it then. Congratulations to immortality and Mr. Sam <laughs> for winning a coveted. Su- we need to give the, the awards a nickname, like a super showy. You want a super showy. Oh yeah. We, we do need a name for that. Don't mm, we? A super showy. And yeah, just food for the thought. statue is a, is a, is a, a, show is a guy just like pulling his his coat apart about to show. Well, about hang on, though. We talked about this earlier. Chris did the design already for the award. It is an SS. We're still workshopping. Can he not it, wear but... the SS on his jacket? Yeah, and it's and he comes in the form of a badge. <clears throat> no, on his on, it, it's actually yeah, an armband. Actually, oh, so yeah. I, I just thought I'd try something Jesus different this year. Christ. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's yep. mixing it up a little bit. Did you see the one design he sent over with the lightning bolt on? <laughs> yeah. Was that the what? Was that the one with the eagle on it as well? Or was the eagle the different? Yeah, yeah. You, you've got it now. You, I see. You see. I see. You saw that draft yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. Good work. Bro, as eagles always, are sick. Yeah. Eagles yeah. are sick. I mean, what exactly. you talking about? That's why you picked it. Wait, Chris always does that and skulls and everything. He always wants a skull in in, in his designs. Very strange. Very yeah. Strange. Often hammers and sickles and just all kinds of weird instruments. Yes. Yeah. But look, t- talking about like Chris being weird, um, we also need to talk about something else that's a little <laughs> bit weird, which is wrapping up. You know, getting to the end of this list. We're, we're now in November, lads. We've moved on to November, and November's oh. odd because it literally just happened. You know, a mere month ago, as I'm sure you. Uh, <laughs> 
should hopefully realize by now, you know, you haven't lost it that much by the end of the year. Um, you know, remember when legendary Sonic designer Yuji Naka got arrested for insider trading or maybe when all of the crazy motherfuckers made Pokemon Scarlet and Violet the fastest selling game in Nintendo's history? I mean, of course you remember it because like I said, it just happened. It bloody happened a month ago. But look, not all news has the same shelf life. Sure, you know, the Zuck, he fired 11,000 people after he realized no one wanted to spend any time in his PS2 looking fucking shit show of a VR thing with legs that didn't turn out to be legs and is an inferior version to VR chat in every single conceivable way. But hey, you know what? A few weeks on, who's talking about it? Us, now. I, but other than that, I don't know. <laughs> Good point. Uh, and look... <clears throat> Fellas, okay, if you want to stand the test of time, you've got to put the cat amongst the pigeons, all right? It's true. Like, hey, if we're talking about, like, weird social media people, it's like when Elon Musk bought Twitter, right? It's the social media platform of choice for many game makers, for players, for journalists around the world. We're guilty of it. Like, it's the social media platform that I feel like the three of us engage with the most on a day-to-day basis for gaming news and gaming discussions. And some people were genuinely afraid that the home of that discourse that they pretend to hate was under threat, under Elon's rule. In fact, many figures from around the games industry, you know, journalists from the likes of Kotaku and Polygon, they even took to Twitter to complain about Twitter then threatened to leave Twitter by informing their Twitter followers that they were moving to a new Twitter-like platform before returning to Twitter to engage with responses on their own tweet and see what everyone else was panicking about next on Twitter. Look, okay, Jamie, look, you jest, okay, but some of us, you know, we're, we're still, you know, a little bit worried, and I am I'm legitimately unsure of what the future looks like, you know, of what the future holds, so I'm just going to take this moment just to just to address the audience and say I'm, I'm going to put my links in the uh, the description of this video so you, can, you know, can find my my Mastodon, my my co-host, my Hive, and my Grinder and stuff. So, yeah, just just check out the links. It's all good. <laughs> right. One of these things yeah, is not like the sure. others. Yeah, well, you know, sure, mm-hmm. you, you do you. Well, but, but look, fella, this, the, the point is this, okay? The bigger the shit show, the more people will care. So let's take a look at the worst game of 2022 that weird people on the internet pretended to like. Ooh. All right? <laughs> yeah. so say it with me. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Could I interest you in some nominees? Yes, please. In the form of Sonic Frontiers. Marvel Snap, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, High on Life, and Genshin Impact. Man, Ooh. this is controversial. Ooh. Ooh. Is it? Oh, I feel like the contentious Ooh. word. I feel like the contentious word is pretended. Like there is something vaguely offensive about going up to someone and and like attacking their identity in such a way where you're like, yeah, you don't even like that thing you think you like. But I, there is also a part <laughs> of me that believes that no human likes Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> I don't know why I believe that, but that's well, how some people don't like believe 9-11 was an inside job. That's my one of those. No one likes Sonic Frontiers. I, I struggled to yeah. see how people like, like would the- like it legitimately when you we, we all saw those trailers for the game. We've all seen the reviews and it's always like, what the hell is this? But I think people were so like down on it that when they got their hands on it, they were like, actually, it's, it's okay. That some did help Interesting it. ideas in here. That did like, help it. It's kind of weird. And, and then like in terms of Marvel Snap, I just kind of feel like it's everywhere. But I just, I get this nagging sense that it's just the Disney marketing machine. Yeah. Yeah. Pushing Ma- it, Marvel know? Snap is fine. Like I did play Marvel Snap, but there is an element of it like 
why is it coming up so much? Like, why is it being nominated for game and winning game awards? Um, marketing. I mean, yeah, that, that's a big part of it. Um, <clears throat> and some of the most powerful marketing out there nowadays is uh, marketing via the people, just brainwashing people to such an extent that they do it for you, which is for me is high on life in a nutshell. <laughs> Xbox fans are so panicked about not having a single good game for about all year that they have to pretend high on life is good. <laughs> I, I think high on life's a good shout. Like, I, do you know what? Genshin Impact, I legitimately think is a, is a good, all right game. I haven't got to that payball yet. And I think it's actually not too bad. I don't need people to pretend to like it because I can legitimately like it myself. But I'm with you on high end life. I think that's a, a, a bizarre, a bizarre situation. Oh, Chris, where, where are you leaning? <clears throat> it's tough. I actually don't know, fellas. I, I kind of feel that like Pokemon Scarlet and Violet sticks out for me. Okay. Right. Because it's a Pokemon game. And it's like, how, how can a Pokemon game be the worst game? And I think if you're a Pokemon fan and you've got Scarlet and Violet and you pay that amount of money for it, you'll be fine with it, like warts and all. But I do kind of feel that like you're lying to yourself in a way. Maybe. I tell you what's fun about this list. It's, I've it, bought two of these games mm. to gift to people in the next week or so. So that's exciting. Pokemon <laughs> Scarlet and Sonic Frontiers. I mean, to be fair... I very nearly asked for Pokemon Scarlet for Christmas, but I am actually going to do the class. I'm actually going to wait to see what the next patch notes look like. And I believe I don't want to, yeah. you know, jump the gun, Mum, if you're listening. Um, I, I think I think I'm getting Sonic Frontiers for Christmas from someone. Um, because again, okay. it's a good excuse to get your family to buy you something you don't want to buy yourself, but you are eminently fascinated by. Yep, agreed. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, I think when it comes to Genshin Impact, like it regardless of whether it's a good game or a bad game, whatever, I think that the people that like it do genuinely like it and they're not pretending. Agreed. Which kind of makes it a little bit yes, weird agreed. and sad. And but, you know, I, um, think, I think there yeah. are people that genuinely like high on life in the same way, but I also think there are a lot yeah. of people who are, again, this is, maybe this is a bad Twitter read. I'm not a Sony pony or any of that fucking bullshit, but I do think there are, we are in the <laughs> process with the pre- there are people on social media at this time of recording who are overstating the degree to which they are enjoying high on life to kind of account for the fact that Xbox has needed something like this for a little while. Yep. And I don't think yep. it's a bad game, but I do think people are overselling it and coming up Bro, with conspiracy it, it makes theories sense, though, about okay? critic reviews and yeah. Jamie, listen. If you don't eat for three days, okay, and and I, I take a piece of toast and I put it in my mouth and I like mush it up and spit it out on a plate oh, yeah, like a bird you'll yeah. gobble that shit up and you'll be like mm, yeah it's good you know <sighs> three days i don't know if i agree with you like uh two weeks probably <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? an entire year um but yeah no, i i think i think i think pokemon takes it for me you know See, wow. I, okay. because i think people are kind of saying like oh yeah but it's pokemon like it doesn't matter that it runs at 10 frames a second you know what? it's like po- pokemon is the game on this list that should be I think, Jose, cover your ears. I know you've spent money on it already, but like, it should be the most embarrassed <laughs> by what it is. Um, is it the yeah. worst? Like, oh, is totally. Is it the worst that people on the internet pretend to like? I think, so- I think it's Sonic. I think it's got to be Sonic. You look at that game and the trailer trash, like, like dumpster fire. But, okay, like, so here, like, here's the thing of, of Sonic versus Pokemon, okay? So Sonic's expectations were down here. So for those that can't see, my hand is at the bottom of the screen. And people are saying it's higher, okay? 
And then Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, the expectation was here. My hand is at the top of the screen and it's now moving down to the bottom because that's where it is. And people are kind of saying, like, no, 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 it's fine. It's further up. Like, which which way is worse? Which the way is... Key for, I, I, I think the Pokemon the key for me is, is that people pretend to like, and I looking at Sonic Frontiers, I'm like, I think people are pretending to like that. I think as Jamie said, people are legitimately mm. liking Pokemon because it's Pokemon. And even with the issues, the technical issues, I think there are still loads of people that won't be that bothered by it. I think Sonic Frontiers for me. Sonic Frontiers does also have that weird like Game Awards people's vote thing where Sonic Frontiers was going to win for a long time and then Genshin Impact yeah. took over because Genshin, like the developers offered in-game rewards of Genshin Impact 1, <laughs> so Genshin players started voting for it. Then Sonic Frontiers became the anti-Genshin like like uh, vote. Uh, I mean, that was its own mess that involved two of these games. I'm torn, guys. Yeah, I'm, it's, tr- it's tricky. So it's tricky. Jonesy Sonic... Well, it's, it's, it's all on you. Tricky. It's all on you. I'm, if, I'm if, not budging. If I have to split the difference between Pokemon and Sonic, I might just go with what my gut was saying when we came into this category. So, i.e., Chris, not a reflection on arguments made or not made, and stick with <laughs> Sonic. Because I do think Sonic. that fan base... That that fan base is owed an award like this. Like, you know, they've been, oh, they've been putting a lot Yuji of work Naka in. did not go to prison for this, okay? <laughs> I mean, it's true. You're right. Uh, sorry, you but yeah, fair enough. You know what? Th- this is democracy manifest. So you know, brr, 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 Sonic Frontiers. Congratulations! You are the worst game of 2022 that weird people on the internet pretended to like. So well Congrats. done. There you go. And look, finally, Congrats. guys, finally, we have gone full circle and we have made it all the way from last year to this year. We're back to December. And <laughs> I forgot you forgot I think you forgot the word January for a second there. You're like I can't remember the name of the first <laughs> No, no, month. I'm saying Shit. I'm saying cuz uh, we uh, uh, last no, year we uh, started just after the end of December and now we're back to December. We're not in January. Okay. So we've gone full you just see what I'm doing. We've gone full circle. And all of All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With all of the year's biggest releases, they've come and they've gone and the industry is, you know, they're winding down. They're having a little nap. They're putting on their sleeping hat. They're going to have a nice little break, you know, over the over this little Christmassy period before they have to do it all over again. Um, so look, after the uh, you know that that twelve months, they deserve a break. It's been tough. It's been tricky. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fellas, look. I guess all that's left for us to do is uh, chat about our game of the year, twenty twenty two. Conveniently tucked away at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean. Would, I mean. When we've done this in the past, we've gone three ways, right? We've each picked our own. How do we, or do we want to argue? <laughs> I, I mean, for, for for my money, fellas, this is fucking so cut and dry. It's That's embarrassing. True. Yeah, embarrassing. And the thing is, Jonesy okay. and I won't be able to talk you down from that. Like, yeah. you know, that I can't. I can't <laughs> pedestal no matter how we. Try. And I, the, the small amount I've seen and played, I can't bring myself to possibly agree. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, fellas, yeah, exactly. For me, just if you know me, you know it's Elden Ring. That that game is everything this year. God of War, Ragnarok, fantastic game. Really fucking solid. Like, deserves all the praise that it's been getting. And the awards that it won at the Game Awards, completely deserved. But you know what? It didn't win Game of the Year because it didn't deserve Game of the Year. And I stand by that resolutely because as good as God of War Ragnarok is, it is inferior to God of War 2018. Therefore, it can't be better than Elden Ring because Elden Ring is the goat. It, it, it's messy in a game. Come on. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I I do know what you mean. I I I'm struggling to think of like a football um, comparison to <laughs> like, make. Like it's easy for me to say, oh, Elden Ring is the best, but Elden Ring has a solid story if you want to look into it. It's got the best action, okay, the best combat. It's got good combat. Arguably. I, I I could argue that it's got the best open world that got released this year, if not one of the best open worlds in a very long time. Um, it is a behemoth of a game. It's absolutely fucking huge. It yeah. sold gangbusters, although just the amount that a title sells shouldn't be a declaration of calling it game of the year. But it just does everything that it sets out to do better than anyone expected of it, and expectations were high. Yeah. And... It it uh, when I think of game of the year, it's funny. Jonesy and I were talking about this the other day. When I think of what a game of the year should be, is it should be something that pushes the needle of the games industry. And Elden Ring, with what it's done, has done that. It's very easy to be reductive about it and say, "Oh, well, it's just Dark Souls in an open world." It is so much more than that. And the care and craft put into that world and that game has not been touched like by any release this year and that includes God of War Ragnarok. That that's my piece. That's that's what I got to say. Yeah. It's so it's gone Jamie uh, why is no, God of War Ragnarok your game of the year? No, that's the thing like it's a, it's, a, it's a damn good piece. Like God of War Ragnarok is my game of the year. Um but the the, the weird thing about God of War Ragnarok and the reason that like in many ways I would never even even begin to try and convince you of like changing your mind from Elden Ring, Chris, is that I almost came into this year half expecting God of War Ragnarok to be the the, the game that took home this award for me. I expected it to be mm. a game that I cared for very deeply and very fondly. And that's because so much of the the table was already laid for God of War Ragnarok. And all it had to do was just sit down and not spill its meal down its front. And I think by and large, it doesn't spill yeah. its meal down its front. It takes you know, one of the my fa- like one of my favorite melee combat systems of all time and enhances it in smart and subtle ways, but doesn't try to, you know, like reinvent the wheel. Um it takes story threads and, you know, adds a meaningful urgency to them and brings them to natural conclusions, but also at times gets a little bit lost in the weeds with story threads that aren't quite as meaningful or as important and that maybe drag down the the, the thrust of the main that the main quest has at the heart of it. Um I was satisfied with everywhere it went. I was satisfied with the ending. I also think that there are attributes to uh, God of War Ragnarok that are far more meaningful for me in terms of what I look to for a video game that Elden Ring doesn't really have an equivalent of when it comes to actual moment-to-moment writing and dialogue and the sort of like character arcs and connections that can be formed as a result of that, the performances that come hand-in-hand with that side of a video game. Like There are elements of that that genuinely move me um, within God of War Ragnarok, and that's something that, you know, a, a bridge that from software in their defense hasn't really tried to cross yet, let alone hasn't crossed it. Yeah, yeah. But I think that there's not a lot I could say if I were to kind of stand in my soapbox and talk about God of War Ragnarok, even if I went on for the next 10 or 15 minutes, that really counters a lot of the arguments that can be put forward for Elden Ring. I don't think God of War Ragnarok you know, moves the needle for the industry. I don't think God of Ragnarok pushed anything forward particularly. I think God of War Ragnarok was an unbelievably effective and satisfying and successful closing to one of my favorite video game sagas of all time. But like I said, that's all it needed to do. It needed to close a book that hadn't yet been closed. Um, and it did so beautifully. Um, but I think Elden Ring, in spite of having not played it, is a different kettle of fish. 
And if I were like, I haven't heard what Jonesy has to say yet, obviously, but if I were an adjudicator (laughs) listening over the two arguments being made for each game and sort of like took everything at face value, I think there's more fuel in the fire for Elden Ring than there is for God of War Ragnarok. Um, all things considered, yeah, wow. that's that's, okay. on, that's honestly even. I, that's not like again. My game of the year is God of War Ragnarok, but like for the sake of yeah, what we're yeah, talking yeah. about and the arguments that are being made and what this is all about, I, I like the Elden Ring argument more than I like the God of War argument. It's just, I, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's going to be really interesting when you start playing that game, <laughs> when, and j- yeah. just to see that like. You know, because you might absolutely fucking hate it, dude. Which is a you know big it possibility. It, the thing is, it won't matter to me if it hates if I hate it. That's a bit like saying, like, oh my god, what if I finally watch The Godfather or Citizen Kane or Casablanca and I don't <laughs> like it or I find it boring? I don't care if you don't like it. I don't care if you find it boring. Yeah, it, it like it. There's a significance. There's a like Jonesy's pulling faces. Yeah, but like Jonesy, <laughs> like if if if, if a fifteen year old came up to you tomorrow and was like, "I watched the God, I watched the Godfather. It's boring." You wouldn't go. Oh, well, I guess we need to go back to the history books. I guess some reevaluations in like <laughs> not everything's for everyone. And Elden Ring or From Software games in general not being for me doesn't change the significance or the validity of any of the arguments Chris just made. That's what I'm saying. No, no, I, the only reason I was making faces was because, of course, your argument presupposes that the equivalent of Elden Ring is. Uh, Godfather or uh, Citizen Kane, where of course, get broke. We, give it, give it, give it 10, 20, 30 years. No, exactly. Yeah, Trust exactly. Me. I'm not saying it's not that. I'm saying, I'm saying your <laughs> argument presupposes it is that. Whereas if you give it 10, 15, 20 years, it could turn out to be American Pie. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like, insofar as <laughs> it's not, bro, it's not an American Pie. Insofar as, as well. like, is it, is it appeal? Is it like curb appeal to a certain number of people? And then they get on it and they're like, yeah, man, this is fucking quality. And then in years to come, I don't know. I've not played it, so I can't, I can't comment. I like I like yeah. Chris's arguments about Elden Ring. I think, um, like Chris said, we were chatting about the other day, and I think Elden Ring has done a lot. Uh, but again, like I said, there's a few things there left to be um, considered. I think, Jamie, you make equally valid points yep. about God of War Ragnarok and how it was, uh, you know, if you look at that as a, as a saga, as the first game and the second game, I think you have this mm-hmm. epic, I think you have something to me which blows Elden Ring out of the water. If you took those two games as a saga and you said that they were up against Elden Ring, I would absolutely say they 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 completely destroy Elden Ring on every gaming front that I care about. But we can't look at it like that because, of course, only one of those games came out this year. Um, we're neglecting, mm. of course, an obvious contender, of Stray, of course, which came out this year. Like we've just completely oh shit, ignored no, what, the like, cat game. Put a bow on it. Wrap it up. We forgot about Stray. Um, Fuck. <laughs> no, it's, it, for, for me, it's a tricky. Uh, it's, it's a tricky one, and the reason it's tricky is because I haven't played Elden Ring. Um, and as I think Jamie sort of said, I can. I re- for me, my game of the year would be God of War Ragnarok. But is that purely based on the fact that that was the best game I played this year? Uh, and I didn't. I didn't play enough of other games that could have vied for that title. Um, I can't. I can't uh, shoot down Chris's arguments without. You know, yeah. playing that game, going through it, and then getting a bit of take on what other people think. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, look, fellas, we don't, we don't need to come to consensus. I like Elden Ring is my game of the year. I'm, I'm, God of War, I'm, Ragnarok is Jamie's game of the I'm, year. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this is unprecedented, and people in the comments might call this a cuck <laughs> move, but I'm gonna offer you a consensus if you want one, Chris. Like, I have no interest <laughs> in like two against one, like, like fucking wedging God of War Ragnarok up there, like if. I I would be comfortable saying that Elden Ring is 
Super Show's game of the year. No, I, I, I would. Well, no, I would be what happy, I was going to say is, what well. I was going to say is, I'd almost prefer it because then if I do play and it's utter shite, then I can come back in the new year. And uh, <laughs> we have a, we oh have yeah, a, I'll never, I'll never fucking hear yeah. the end of it. Well, <laughs> th- this is the thing though. Like, if I think both of you gave it a fair shot, I think, I think I would say Jamie could could love it. And Jonesy could hate oh, it. I think I could. I think I would probably hate it. I wouldn't say could. I would say probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it remains <laughs> to be seen. It no, but what I was what I was going to say is what I was going to say is uh, what I was going to say is thank you, everyone. Elden Ring is game of the year. So see you later. No, <laughs> what I was going to say is I, I think for this particular category, we don't need to choose an outright winner. Okay. Um, because it, it, it is hard, right? Like I think maybe more so in any other year where you've got like two standout contenders head and shoulders above the rest and them being such different beasts is almost like saying, going up to someone and saying like, what's your favorite movie? It's like, well, pick, pick a genre, motherfucker. Like, you know, uh, my girlfriend's a mermaid, refine, you know, like <laughs> refine that fucking thing. So I think, I think this is probably a, a good opportunity to say like, what our, so Jones, you just, I guess you was leaning towards God of War Ragnarok as your game of the year. So maybe talk about it in a little bit, but I think this is our opportunity to say, these are the, this is what we think is our game of the year, not the super show game of the year. And then just an invitation to people in the comments to just like give their game of the year nomination. And um, it's always nice to have a reason. What do people like about their game and why do they think it should succeed over the other games? So yeah, Jonesy, you, you reckon God of War, yeah? Like I said, yeah, per- personally for me, um, I think God of War Ragnarok, did, like as Jamie said, the combat system in that game is still absolutely solid. That my my The few sort of niggling little things I had that, that it frustrated me about that game were few and far between in the great scheme of things. And they were things that almost I would, ha- I would be picking out purely to have a conversation with someone about, like rather than just going, yeah. oh yeah, that game was fucking amazing. Like there'd be things that I'd be sort of saying, oh yeah, this, this and this and this. But um, no, yeah. I put like 35 hours or something into that game. Um, and yeah, solid, like it closes the story. It does it really well. It goes interesting directions. It does things I wasn't expecting. It does things I, w- I was expecting. Um, it's it, the phenomenal technical achievement that they've got when you can play that game at like 120 frames a second, is it or whatever? And it still looks, yeah. and it looks fantastic. Like it, it, we didn't even mention, it, I think in the best looking game of the year, because I don't think it would have been. Um, but when you consider the fact that you can play that game and it looks great at 120 frames a second. I think that's, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It, it yeah, was yeah. nominated. It was nominated. It was nominated. Yeah, it was nominated. And, and you know what, to be fair to it, like how refreshing that a good looking game actually runs at a decent oh, yeah. frame rate. Like they've done some yeah. some wizardry there, yeah. uh, especially considering it's a PS4 title that is enhanced for the it's, PS5. It, it, it's weird um, for people that haven't played yeah. it. I would actually say to people, there is a subplot to God of War Ragnarok, which is easily my standout like story of a game but it would be unfair to say that it was like story of the year because like the game it's not the story of the game but there are there are subplots to that get to that that story which i'm like i actually mm. loved um yeah so yeah <laughs> but i don't yeah. I, like i said i don't I, want I, it to become nice. de facto game of the year because jamie and i both said it's our games of the year but yeah i think we're, no but a, we're not a, doing de facto game of the year no, no, we'll, yeah. we'll leave that up to the there's audience yeah I like yeah, everything space, has a space. space. <laughs> but yeah, like I like I'm I'm reiterate everything Joji just said. Like space also for me, God of War Ragnarok, which like that you guys know from talking to me as I was playing it, like 
God of War Ragnarok got under my skin in a no in a way that no game since yeah. God of War 2018 got under my skin. And I, I don't <laughs> think it's coincidence that, that it's, it's those two in the last um, four years that have had me playing like whatever it is, eight hour sessions playing to my fucking retinas were burning, like exploring every nook and cranny, getting the platinum, doing everything you could possibly do in that world and still wanting more. Um, God of War 2018 left me like that. God of War Ragnarok left me like that. Um, and I also like to, I, you know, one thing I maybe didn't mention before that I do want to praise is that like God of War Ragnarok, I remember us talking about this before release when we were watching trailers or speculating of the lack of trailers. God of War Ragnarok had a lot to do. It was a ballsy move to end yeah, this saga yeah. in two games rather than stretching out to three. And it suffers from that at times. Like there's a lot squeezed, a lot of story squeezed into not a lot of, not a lot of time and not a lot of space. But the way um, it branches out and the way it expands that roster of characters, the like totally unexpected characterizations of like gods that you thought you were familiar with, like Thor and Odin that were just brought to life in in stunning and equally as unexpected yeah, yeah. Uh, portrayals from you know in great performances. Like it, it took risks. I think that's the other thing. Maybe I made it earlier sound a little bit too safe. It did take risks, and I think it pulled off a lot of those risks. It made me cry, like it genuinely moved me at times. And I think the fact that this was, as they advertised it before, the fact like the closing of the Norse saga of God of War, and yet I'm still here on Tentoks waiting for whatever the fuck is next. I don't care where it is. I don't care who it is. I don't care what it is. Like I, I'm there. Like that. 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 that you just that, want that team to make more. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's it's a special game for me, and it's my game of the year. Nice. Well, there we have it. Two nominations for God of the War, Ragnarok, God of the War, God of War Ragnarok, and one nomination for Elden Ring. So let us know what your game of the year for 2022 is. Leave it in the comments down below if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, otherwise, maybe you're watching us on a podcasting platform of your choice. In which case, may I invite you to the YouTube channel to leave a comment and let us know. Otherwise, you can tweet us at SuperShowPod and let us know there. Um, I look forward to hearing about all of your motivations and why I am right. Um, yeah. And yeah, <laughs> with that, fellas, thank you so much. This is going to be the last piece of content we make for yeah. 2022, I'd imagine. I'd probably. So, um, uh, thank yeah. you so to all, all the viewers I can say and is like, listeners and yeah. patron supporters and everyone for making it's a, another great year or just in fact simplify it for giving us another year of doing this which is very <laughs> welcome yeah yeah thank you to each and every one of you and jamie jonesy thank you to both of you and thanks to me as well yeah. for uh you know just just having a good time and meeting up uh mostly once a week uh and uh yeah just chatting shit about games the thing we love um, yeah. so yeah I just want to wish everyone a happy festive season kind of a great new year and 2023 it's going to be interesting right <laughs> you can say that again buddy <laughs> cool and with that thank you so much for watching or listening and we will see you next year see ya hey, hey Martin you know real quick I want to thank everybody and say that I think I want to nominate this award to my reformed orthodox rabbi Bill Clinton <laughs>